Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin. All right, here we are again on another Monday night, Man Up Monday. My name is Jody Birkin. I'm your host. I'm here tonight with uh, my co-host, Ben Neely. Ben, how you doing, brother? What's up? Good to be here. Man, glad you're here. Glad you're here. Things going well this week? Things are going well. Yep. Staying out of trouble? No. No, No, but... What are you down to now? uh, 216 pounds. Gosh, dang it. Down 45 altogether, 29 for our contest. Awesome. Yep. All right. You know how much I'm down? You're up one. (laughs) You're 222 (laughs) right now. Yes, I, I am. I can tell by what oh what, what you gosh. what you look like in the pulpit on Sundays. I Dude, can always I'm, tell. I'm telling you, it's going the opposite direction. So the sushi I, got you. I keep wanting to say it's muscle, but it's not. It's not. <clears throat> no, it's not. Fergosa, how you doing, brother? You don't have a mic today, but wave at me. You doing good? All right. Doing good, man. All right. Thank. Glad you guys are here. Uh, again, uh, if you get an opportunity, share this podcast. Uh, it's live tonight, every Monday night at 8 o'clock, and tomorrow it will be on every podcast platform that you can think of. So make sure that you download it, subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. Uh, we use Podomatic. Uh, so if you get an opportunity to look at that and hop in there, uh, we would love for you to subscribe. We're also on YouTube as well. The way that we pay for our podcast is uh, we have some products here on manupmerch.com. If you get an opportunity to go there, you can get some cool shirts like this. Uh, I don't have my hat on because I got a cool hat on today, and I'll tell you a little bit about that here in just a minute. Coffee, the world's best coffee, okay, just so you know. Man Up God's Way Coffee, we've got mugs, we've got thermoses, we've got it all at manupmerch.com. You can also check out my books at uh, Amazon.com, Man Up, Becoming a Godly Man in an Ungodly World, Seven Areas in a Christian Man's Life with Their Spiritual Sissies, and we want you to check that out at some time. We also have Pursuit of a Godly Life, where I take 2 Peter chapter 1, 5 through 12, where he talks about the characteristics of a godly man or godly person, I should say. And I broke down each uh, one of those characteristics or virtues and laid it all out in a nice, simple form for you. So I'd give you uh, take an opportunity to read that as well. Again, uh, every Monday night, eight o'clock, we are here and uh, we love having you guys here. And it's been fun so far. Our podcast is blowing up. We are uh, jumping uh, all over the charts. We've been trending and God is just doing a mighty thing here today. So. Um, without further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest today. Uh, I'm really excited about this because this has been close to my heart for most of my ministry, and that's helping men um, just get to a place to where they understand who God is and that they can start living that way. And a lot of times uh, men come with baggage, believe it or not. And my guests today here are dealing with baggage that most of us aren't familiar with, and that is in the area of addictions. And um, Jesse and Emil, I'm glad you guys are here. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Glad you you guys are here. Y'all are from the Troy Dream Dream Center, correct? Yes. Okay, good. I thank you guys for coming in and joining us today. And uh, I'm really excited about this podcast today because, again, it's um, it's really something on my heart. It's funny because as I disciple men and I, I'm training men, it all, God always sends me 
the guy that's the alcoholic or the drug addict mm-hmm. or, um, yep. you know, something yep. like that. And it's just kind of, you know, I, I know where he's coming from and it gives me an opportunity to share not only my story, but, uh, the story of the gospel. So it's yeah. always a beautiful thing. So awesome. what I'd like to do tonight is just really get into both of your stories. Yeah. Um, Emil, you're the director, yes, correct? Sir. Okay, yes. great. Uh, we'll talk to you here in just a minute too as well. And Jesse, you are the pastor, founder of the Dream Center. Yes. And why don't you tell me how God led you to, well, actually, won't you just tell me your testimony? Yeah. And then let's talk about the Dream Center from there. Absolutely. Um, I was born in St. Louis, uh, Missouri, obviously, we, uh, my, to, to, uh, we'll call it a 21 year old Mexican dad, uh, 17 year old white woman. Um, obviously, my sister stole all the skin tone. I'm the whitest uh, <laughs> person you've ever met with Mexican <laughs> blood in them. But, um, you know, my, my father was, was wrapped in addiction in St. Louis. We were in South St. Louis. And um, so we kind of we came up in that. But my mother kind of put her foot down right around the age when I was five and kicked my dad out of the house and said, I just, I don't want this atmosphere in my home. And so he had nowhere to go. Church wasn't anything a part of our lives. I didn't even know who Jesus was, anything like that. So, um, and how old were you at this time? Five years old, four or five years old. And, uh, so he had nowhere to go. Um, and so his mother, my, my, my late grandmother lived out in the Troy area. She owned a special needs residential, uh, facility called four seasons nursing home. And so she told him, Ricky, that's his name, come out here, get clean, get your family back. And so they were separated for about a year and he got clean during that time, uh, reached back out to my mother and said, I want my family back, but would you move out here mm. in the in the rural area? Because right. I know what will happen if I go back into the environment of the city. And so um, we moved out to Troy, and uh, he's been clean ever since. He's oh, been hey, my, my hero of, of, of my sister and I. That's what we call him in our family. Great. And uh, it's a really beautiful, beautiful thing. So Troy, even though... You know, I, we come from St. Louis, and so, like, I'd never seen a cow before, you know, really even grass outside of Tower Grove. Like, it was just a quite a wake-up call as far as a different world. But that was our home. That was really a community that gave our family a second chance. But, but church wasn't really part of our life, obviously, at all. So by the time I'm getting into my teenage years, uh, I start kind of following in my dad's footsteps a little bit. And I start getting involved in drugs, and I'm arrested by the time I'm 13 for burglary, and and then you know messing around cars, doing everything you shouldn't be doing as a teenager. And so my mother kind of saw me following in his ways, right. and uh, she had a little church in her background, so she she reached out to a church because she didn't want to see her kids go in this you know repeat mode of what right. my father was experiencing and what she had known. And so uh, I was forced to go to a an assembly of God church, uh, when I was 15 years old. And, um, I don't know what it is, but that, that going from no church to assembly of God church, like, like, what are you guys (laughs) doing? You know what I mean? So it was all, it was wild, but nonetheless, it was such a wake up call. There was a guy there that just really connected to my life, right to my circumstance, introduced me to Jesus who had changed my whole life. And so September 15th, 1993, I was 15 years old. I gave my life to Jesus and, um, it was just from there on, I just, I knew that, um, my life would be spent helping other people find Mm -hmm. 
what it is that I found. And wow. so uh, I went to Bible college and didn't know what I was going to do, but I just knew I wanted to serve God for the rest right. of my life, full time, all time, really. Right, exactly. There's no nine to five, as you right. know, Pastor, when it comes to ministry. But, um, you know, by the time, long story short, we, we realized we had youth pastored around the area in Arizona and Ohio and uh, but we knew we wanted to go back to Troy where we started and, and really plant a church that existed for what we called the people that nobody wants. Mm -hmm. So like when we went and started, we had no money in our pocket. We, we did, we did how you should not do church planting. Yeah, exactly. like we, we, we had no strategy. We just had a heart. Like, you know, we didn't go to the wealthy neighborhoods. We called the police station and said, where are you getting all the hot calls? Right. Um, and they said, over here and over here, Bob's Lane and Pin Oak, you know. And so that's why, well, that's well, those are the doors we're going to knock on. Wow. And so um, long story short, we, we, we started a church in June of 2009, my wife and I, for the people that nobody wanted. And um, and in probably one of the worst times that we've seen in my lifetime, the the reset or the crash of 09 when like money that. was flowing <laughs> everywhere again the worst time to start something and so but we just saw god's faithfulness and i'd say about four years in we found ourselves with you know about four or five hundred people uh and a 95 percent of them, we did a poll 95 percent of them had never been to church before mm. and so that was like we know we're doing a really really good right. good thing here um we realized kind of the caliber of people, the demographic of people we had when right in the middle of the worship service, uh, I haven't told this story for a while, but like an usher comes to me and he's like, Hey, there's a police officer outside. He's really upset, <laughs> which is not what you want to hear in the middle of good, good father or whatever yeah, was exactly. the, the anthem at the time. So like I go outside and he's off duty. He's yelling at his family, like get in the car. And they're like, whoa, whoa, you know, and I go, sir, is there some, somebody say something to you? Right. Like, can I, can I fix whatever just happened? I'm getting ready to go preach here in a minute, but what's going on? And he goes, I'm never coming back to this church again. And I'm like, what happened? Tell me, I, I want to fix it. He points to the bin. He goes, I've arrested over half the people in that room. <laughs> he goes, you sat me next to a dude I just arrested literally two weeks ago. I didn't even know he was out. So I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I really realize your relationship with these guys are way different than mine. But where else do you want them to be than in the house of God trying to get a second chance? Because don't we all deserve that in a third and a fourth? And so right. um, what we good. found is just that there was there was a, uh, you know, a, a reach into that demographic. You know, when you try and reach the people that nobody wants. I mean, the broken, the rejected, you know, the what society calls the, the scum layer. Right. Like when you reach that and let God do his thing, like he turns them into the people that everybody wants. All of a sudden, like their testimony started becoming yeah. our billboards. Like, hey, if God can change that person, like he can change anybody. Will Amen. you help me with? And so we just started seeing that. And but what what really created the Dream Center was uh you know, we, we realized there was still people that were getting set free at our altars right. from substance abuse, but uh, why are they still dying? Right. Like there were people on the header images of our website that I was baptizing that I'd found out OD'd in the hotel room. Right. And so I'm like, what's going on? And that's when we realized, like, we, we need something more than just a once a week 
experience. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you can't really, f- some, some people need more than just a visit to the yeah, altar exactly. to get free. Like, yes. so I was like, we need to, we need to have somebody come and live with us. Some, some people right. just don't need to visit the house of God. They need to live yeah. in the house, house of, God. of God. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of where the heart for the dream center began. We know the ministry that is the dream center in LA. It's a fantastic ministry, yeah. obviously that has created a great template for us. And so we kind of joined that network um, where we're sovereign to ourselves, but we just cooperate with everything that they have because they've really done a great job. But so we started in a little apartment right. that our church bought uh, that's attached to a bowling alley where our church meets. And it was a three bedroom apartment. And we're like, let's, let's just open it up and see who comes. Let it be free. I don't want anybody to pay a dime. I just want you to come and find freedom. So if you got a life controlling issue, come live with us for about four months. And that's kind of where it started. And so we had four guys come. Uh, the first guy is a dude named Nathan. He was part of our original mm-hmm. uh, class. Nathan Fotz was his name. And uh, he was a guy that OD'd seven times in 18 months. Holy I mean, flatlined seven times in 18 months. Yeah. Uh, wife and kids, he kicked out of his house. He's homeless. He's got nowhere wow. else to go. Uh, and he just can't. F- and, and I remember meeting him, and I'm like, Nathan, like, man, you would think, like, after the first time they Narcan'd you back. Yeah, exactly. Bro, yeah. Like, that you, that, like, when you got that yeah. breath back in your lungs, that you would have an appreciation for life that yeah. would be the motivation right. to not do that again, but six more times. That's what I tell people all the time, you know, especially people who don't deal with addictions or, you know, people in recovery, is what we think is rock bottom is not even close right you know their rock bottom is a lot further than we've we've even it's just like seriously okay you got your breath back like in that rock bottom nope yeah it's not rock bottom yet those who do hit rock bottom and stay alive usually you can help you know once they hit that and then most of them hadn't hit that spot yet yeah stinks so that story, I mean, of Amen. his just really educated us on what addiction was right. and, and the stranglehold it has on people. And so when he came here, he's like, I'm just really here to get sober. I was like, well, we're not here to get you sober. We're here to get you Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the one who's going to help you get sober. Right. So we watched him, man, come and just meet Jesus, and, and his life got changed, turned around. I remember there was a moment, I think it was around month two, he told me, he's like, pastor like i I can't even explain he goes heroin has been my my vice he goes i don't know if people understand heroin addiction and what it does he goes but that's a desire many people say never goes away Mm -hmm. he goes for the first time in my life i've never craved i i I, I don't crave it like i don't want it anymore i can't explain it i'm like that's jesus nathan and so to watch his life get turned around to a level where his marriage is now restored when he graduated like he got his kids back now he's on staff at our dream center helping other people get through praise god so there's so many other stories like that that has just caused people to be like man there's a place Mm -hmm. that there is hope for a very very like gigantic mountain of a plague that we're all experiencing when it comes to addiction yeah and so it's really been fantastic and so the demand's gotten so great it went way beyond me because obviously i'm not really meant to be part of the day-to-day processes of where we get the brother with the details and the gift and the talents to be able to administrate it all so we hired 
uh, a great director, and he's got a great staff that runs this program that's really worked alongside our church. And so we really even wanted to separate it from our church because right. we didn't want it to be about the church. Right. So we've been able to connect with so many other churches that's now awesome. uh, to be a ministry for all churches. Because yeah. if you've got somebody in your church that you need help, yep. like no matter what you need, like call. Like we've got that's a place. Awesome. And so that's why we're thankful to have you know, this guy and, and all that he yeah. does, you know, it's what really a great awesome. story. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just so glad there's somebody with as much excitement and zeal and as animated as me on the show. Come on, baby. <laughs> you know, I'm with you. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> I'm picking up on your energy. <laughs> well, what a great story. Um, so that was, that's how dream center was birthed. Yes. Uh, so Emil, tell me your story and how you ended up in Troy, Missouri running the dream center. Wow. I tell you what, it was uh, not in my life's plan that I was going <laughs> to be doing this. So uh, kind of opposite of uh, Pastor Jesse here, um, my dad's a United Methodist pastor, okay. um, you know, born and raised in the church my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, so I knew all about Jesus, all about God, but uh, but I chose not to really uh, commit myself to it, right. you know. Uh, so for the first 18 years of my life, you know, I was always living out my parents' faith. Uh, going to church, doing all the things, singing the songs, but uh, um, <laughs> it's kind of funny, you know, uh, w with being a, a pastor's kid, you know, there, there garners a lot of uh, attention. PK? You know? That's yeah, right. exactly. It's, it's yeah. a rough life being a PK, so uh, just so you know. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, so. Um, I got four kids that tell me that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, but, but I'm very thankful for it. So, you know, when mm. I was young, uh, I have two older brothers. Uh, okay. One's three years older than me and one's five years older than me. Mm -hmm. And uh, we would always go to these different places that my dad would preach at um, uh, or if it was just Sunday evening services at different places. And there was these these little old ladies, you know, that would see me being the youngest of the boys. And I was always young and kind of a little a little chunky. You know, <laughs> that, that I, I don't have the same success as you, but I'm trying to get there, you there know, you as far go. as uh, the weight loss, you know. Uh, but I do think it's a little bit of. It's this muscle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Muscle, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, You're big bone. <laughs> yeah, big bone. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing? That's a, okay. You know, sure, I'll, I'll go with it. You know. But um, so we go to these different little places. And, uh, you know, since I was the youngest and I was the smallest, you know, they'd always say like, oh, you're going to be just like your dad. You're going to be a pastor. Mm. And man, I would give them such the, just the death the, stare. The, I'm yeah. like, man, I don't want any part of it. Like, why can't I just be Emil? Right. Like, that, yeah. that's, that's what I want to be. Because for the majority of my life before mm. I, I, I left the house, I was always one of my older brother's younger brother. Hey, you're, you're Ernie's yeah, younger Ernie's brother, brother yeah. or, or you're Evan's yeah. brother. And I'm like, man, no, I'm Emil. Yeah. And so uh, uh, with my dad being a pastor, we moved around every three to four years. And so um, ironically, when we moved to my hometown of Toledo, since I'm from Ohio, okay. so I'm just a transplant here, so don't hold that against me. But I lived uh, in Columbus for five, uh, actually Columbus and Cincinnati for seven years. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's yeah. amazing. Long, I, oh. long enough to start liking Skyline Chili, so. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of cheese. Yeah, no, a lot of cheese. It's all right, you know. And the Buckeyes, yeah. That's right. I mean, look, Buckeyes all day. And actually, yeah. that's probably why I'm still at, you know, the church I'm at right now. My wife was just telling me this story, you know, a few days ago. She's like, hey, this was why we stayed. She's like, because of you. But anyways, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, I lived in Milford. I mm -hmm. lived in uh, Springfield. lived in Columbus. Okay. You know, all over West Ohio. Right. But uh, so we moved to Toledo at the beginning of my senior year, and it was finally, hey, I'm 15 years old, and it's I don't have my brothers there. So nobody knew my brothers. It was always oh, just Emil. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, who am I? 
you know. And so uh, I went through this phase where, you know, just figuring out who I was mm-hmm. and uh, still going to church with my parents and still doing that thing. Um, you know, I, I was confused about a few things in the church, you know, because, you know, I would see somebody uh, being full of the Holy Spirit right. and then go outside and yell at their kids. And I'm like, well, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem right. You know, like that's I'm like a pastor <laughs> and I'm still confused <laughs> with the church. Too, so. <laughs> so, uh, so, so I remember I had graduated high school and yeah. I was going to college and, uh, you know, I was working and. You know, I, I don't know why I didn't want to just save money, but uh, I said, hey, mom, you know, mom and dad, I'm just going to move out. And, you know, they're like, hey, you don't have to. I'm like, I know, but I just want to do something with my money. So uh, so I moved out, and um, I was thinking I was about 19 years old, and psh, I did not go to church. I was like, man, I, I'm good with church because, right. you know, I've gone for the last 18, 19 years of my life. You know, I, I don't I don't need to go. I, I know. enough of it, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, I've yeah. heard all my dad's sermons, like, several times. At least I think so. You right. Know? Um, and, and so, you know, I didn't go to church and so just out there hanging out with my buddies, just, just doing 20 year old guy stuff, you know? Um, but during that time I met my wife, which was amazing. And so we never had a church home, you know, only time mm-hmm. that, uh, we went to church was probably when, you know, my parents kind of shamed me yeah, into exactly. going, you know, like, you coming hey, to Easter, you coming right. to Christmas. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, it would be really nice to see you yeah. and your wife and, you know, my grandkids at church. Yeah. I was like, uh, you know, whatever. Right. And so, um, so, so I didn't really have a faith of my own at all, even though mm-hmm. I had grew up in church my entire life. And so in my 20s, you know, with with my wife and, and, and kids, you know, we were you know, we were living and it was, right. it, was it was a good life. Well, um, uh, my wife's sister, since my wife is from the area, uh, she actually got diagnosed with cancer. And uh, for the first probably man, seven, eight years of our marriage, my wife wanted to move here to Missouri. And I'm like, well, right. you know, there's no way, like I'm really, really well connected <laughs> here in Ohio. Yeah. You know, I know everybody, if we ever need anything, I got it. Like, it's good. I'm like, you know, I'm the super popular guy all around. Right. Um, and, uh, when she got diagnosed with cancer, I'm like, okay, well now I can't say, say no, no. Right. you know, so, so we had to move down here. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately her sister passed at the young age of 32. Mm, and so down. the following spring we moved down here. Um, and, and my job that I was at, um, you know, allowed me to transfer. And, and yeah. here's kind of like a little backstory. So, like I said, since I was the youngest of three right. boys, uh, I did have a little sister as well. She's 10 years younger than I am. So being a baby for 10 years, you know, I kind of got things my way. And then she came around and it's like, went, she's stealing my thunder. And a right? girl. Yeah. And, yeah, and, a, and girl, a girl, yeah. right. You know, <laughs> three boys and a girl. So she basically grew up as an only child yeah. because, you know, I was out the house by the time she was yeah. nine years old, you know? So, um, but in order for me to even make it uh, with my brothers and that sort of thing, you know, I had to try harder. Right. So my, my one brother is like 6'3", my other brother's barely six foot, but he was super fast and they were athletic and they, mm-hmm. they had all these, I could just say, just God-given abilities. And so, you know, I'm like, man, I had to scrap and fight to even right. compete with them. And so uh, whenever I got to play against people my own age, if it was football, basketball, you know, I was able to compete at a little bit higher level um, in those things. And so what I knew how to do was I knew if I worked hard, I could get a trophy that had my name on it. Right. So then you could never say I didn't do something good. Right. Yeah. You know, and so I made, I, I made my whole uh, career, my pro- professional career, well, I'm sorry, my um, – my career at my corporate America job mm-hmm. about getting a trophy because right. if I got a trophy, then I got money and I could just sit it right there and I could just tell you, Hey, Jody, take a look at that. Right. Like you can't tell me I wasn't good. Right. Like, like there it is. Yep. And so, um, 
so over the next eight years while I was at my job, that was my whole focus. Right. And, and, uh, man, it was right about a year and a half before I left my job. Did it become your identity? Oh, as absolutely. Well? Okay. I yeah. mean, my identity was all over the place. Oh, I, I had so many trophies, you know, right. so okay. it's like, hey, you know, th- this is what I am. You Sometimes know? you can have a focus without it becoming your identity, no. uh, but you know, especially in the professional world and when it comes to, you know, uh, moving up the corporate ladder and money, yeah. uh, usually it becomes your identity as I, well. I was I was there at one point in my life where my job was like my identity, mm-hmm. and uh, I read a book called The Search for Significance mm-hmm. and found out that my significance was in Christ sure. and who I was to God, mm-hmm. not in my job or the amount of money I made. So I relate to you. For sure. Well, well that was the only way that I had significance, you yeah. know, because I was always trying to to do one better, you know, because it was never good enough because, uh, you know, my brothers really did like shape this drive and hunger that I had. Like I remember this one time we were in the basement at my house in, uh, in Columbus and, uh, my middle brother was a freshman in high school and he was playing basketball and he broke his finger. Um, and so it was a snow day in Columbus and uh, we said, hey, you know what? We're going to h- go ahead and do like a, um, a boxing match down here. So I think I'm in sixth grade, seventh grade, something like that. And uh, I get two pillows from the couch, of course. And he gets one pillow from the couch because he has a broken finger. And so uh, and it, it was on his dominant hand. And so he had a pillow on his left hand and we filmed us, you know, boxing. And, man, you figure I would have a great chance because I got two hands and he's only got one hand right. and all this stuff. <laughs> and he kicked my butt, like, over and over and over again. And I'm like, my gosh, you know, I could never get over. And I just kept trying, kept trying. And, man, I have to show you those videos sometimes, man. It's Please incredible. Do. <laughs> you know, I'm just a little chunky kid getting beat up by a one-handed man, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but, but so, like, they just shaped me, you know, so mm-hmm. with, with so much in that drive and passion. And so when I finally got rewarded for, you know, what I could do, I just put it on display. I mean, even to this day, you know, I don't glorify them like I, I used to, but uh, in my wife's office at our house, you know, we have a credenza and it's probably half full of, you know, all my trophies and that sort of thing. Right. You know, actually, a guy was just over at my house yesterday and uh, he's like, wow, that's amazing. And he took a picture of it. I'm like, man, you don't need to glorify <laughs> Anyhow, um, you so, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but anyhow, um, what ended up happening, I was on the short list for a lot of promotions. Okay. And uh, since we had moved down here, and I actually had changed divisions in, in, in my job, uh, so I was working for a different, um, there was like three big silos, I guess you could say, in this mm-hmm. company, and I changed divisions, and, and I really took off uh, in my career. And uh, I was on a short list for a lot of promotions, but I had to, to move right. you know, for these promotions. Well, there were three promotions that came up that were here in the St. Louis area. And I'm like, oh, this is incredible. Here's my chance. And so the first one came up, and I got, you know, denied for it. I'm like, oh, crap, that, you know, that really stinks, you know. Uh, second one came up, and I got denied for that too. And then this third one came up, and I, and I remember the Lord speaking to me. And, and, and I was, I was, I had my feet in the water, mm-hmm. but my ankles weren't wet. Okay. You know, when it comes yeah. to my faith, you know. So yeah, like the shallow I'm, end of the pool. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> pool. You, yeah. you know, and, and the ankles are only <laughs> yeah. about like two inches from the bottom <laughs> of your foot, you know. And so that that's where I'm at, you know. Right. So, so you know, I, I had faith. I was building it because once we came here, ironically, like, like, like you're a, a really good pastor. Like, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. You know, um, 
But I remember my dad saying a lot of things you said, but it just made sense when you said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't grow up in church, so yeah. I have to make it really understandable. Yeah. You, you know, so I'm like, oh, I remember my dad saying that, you know, but it just didn't hit probably because I'm right. like, you know. He was your dad. That's he was why. your dad. Exactly. Yeah, he was yeah. your dad. Yeah. yeah. Or, or I was, you know, talking to girls. My or kids would come like home that. and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you won't believe what I learned the other day." And the blah blah. I was like, "I've been telling you that for fifteen <laughs> years. What are you talking about?" A genius <laughs> is always from out of town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and so, uh, so, 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 with this third promotion that uh, that I was going for, you know, I, I clearly remember the Lord telling me that, you know, hey, what you need to focus on in this promotion is you know retention development and growth mm. and i'm like oh man that's incredible and i told my wife because i had just got denied for this other job you know not too long like earlier right and i got those words and i'm like oh my gosh so i put together this whole like brochure sent it all around the country to all these different people to uh to see before they interviewed me and that sort of thing and uh i never made it to the final interview and man mm. i was i was salty i was like man are you kidding me so we were praying against that yeah, exactly. He's one yeah. of the top yeah. givers in our yeah. church. So we're like, Lord, don't let him go. <laughs> so I'm like, man, like, like this yeah. is terrible. So, so you know, I, I did the thing. You know, I, I did a thing, and I said, uh, I said, Lord, why in the world would you give me like confirmation that this is what I'm supposed to do? Right. And and it, it, it's not here. I give it to you. Yeah. You, you know, and, and this is probably like the legitimate first time that I literally went to the Lord like angry, you know, and was like, right. bro, what's up? <laughs> like, like, what are you doing to yeah, me here, yeah. right? You know, and, uh, and, and the Lord spoke so clearly to me and was like, hey, when are you gonna ask me what I want you to do? Right. And I'm like, my gosh. And, and it was just like we're talking right here. Yeah. You know, the Lord like audibly spoke to me and I'm like, wow, well, no. I'm not going to ask you, like, what you want me to do. Right. And, and the reason is, is like, man, I've been in church all my entire life. And I, I know you probably got something crazy for me to do. And I'm like, man, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And plus you had your own plan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I wanted more trophies and more money. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was, I was, doing, I was doing good. Right. And I was getting ready to do a lot better. <laughs> right. <laughs> you wow. know, so, uh, so um, uh, after about two weeks, we were at this men's conference, and, uh, or this men's retreat, and, and I finally just broke down. And I'm like, okay fine like lord what do you want me to do and man uh like i said my identity was in these trophies right and so he, he told me he's like hey you need to seek after me the same way you seek after promotions and right. accolades at work mm, that's good and i'm like my gosh like i, I thought i was yeah. <laughs> you know I, I thought i was doing these things and it's funny how we think you know a lot of times promotion and more money's equals blessings you right, know? so much. I think a lot of times that's Satan going. Yeah, I can give you some good gifts too. Oh, Here sure. you go. Keep your mind off Jesus. You yeah, know, just mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> the, the Bible. The Bible says one of our issues is is that we attribute gain to godliness. Come on, mm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So only time we praise God is when we're we're gaining something, yeah. and we always talk mm -hmm. about this. Christianity is about losing. Mm -hmm. yeah. You gain heaven, past that. You need to lose yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Lose what you want. Lose, lose this, that, and the other. You know, so that's good. good. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, you know, I mean, uh, so so that was just kind of the start of this kind of a, I would say maybe a year and a half journey, right? To where, um, you know, the Lord was just just kept on like speaking to me, and so, uh, and this was 2018 that this was started, and uh, uh, during the time my wife went on a mission trip to Africa. 
uh, you were there. Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, I specifically told him, I'm like, hey, you bring my wife back or uh, <laughs> don't come back. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm going to have a real problem, you know, yeah. if she doesn't come back, you know. Um, so while they were over there, it just was, it was just growing on me harder and harder and harder. And it was like, wow, you know, um, I feel like I need to do more, you know, w- right. with these gifts and talents, you know, kind of that the Lord gave me, you know, but, but I don't know what it is. And so, you know, after they got back from um, Africa, we started having these conversations, you know, just about, hey, what that looks like and, and mm-hmm. what's it going to be. And, and, you know, I felt like the Lord was telling me, like, hey, you need to use your gifts and talents to build my kingdom mm-hmm. and not the kingdom of your corporate America job. Right. I'm like, wow. I'm like, so are you telling me like I need to leave my job? And so in December of uh, 2018, um, I did a 36 hour fast of, of, you know, water and food and everything. Because I'm like, you know, like I got to get serious about what the Lord is telling me to Amen. do. You know, like like if, if if the Lord wants me to leave this six figure income that I have right. and expect me to tell my wife like, hey, uh, I'm not going to have this anymore. <laughs> you, you know, like, like I, I need to know that I know that I know that this is what the Lord wants me to do. And so I went on this fast uh, in December and, um, and right at the end of the fast, the Lord's like, yeah, like you need to leave your job now. Now, mind you during this whole time, um, I didn't think I had a problem, but I did have a problem, you know, like mm-hmm. alcohol was, what was my vice. And so, you know, um, you know, the alcohol consumption that I had was uh, was ridiculous. And I remember right. my wife uh, telling me, uh, I said, hey, babe, you know, I'm getting ready to go to the store, the gas station, whatever, and get something. And, uh, you know, she was sitting in our living room, and she's like, hey, didn't you just drink yesterday? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it's been like two days. And I remember going to the store and thinking to myself, like, am I really celebrating two days of sobriety? Right. You know, I'm just like, wow. But did that stop me from going to the store? No. No, (laughs) So I went to the store, came back, and was like thinking about it. And so so I remember telling her, like, after all this was going on, and I said, you know what? I think I'm going to stop drinking. And I was like, I I think that if if I can go the whole year of 2019 without having to drink alcohol, then, you know, the Lord will, like, Mm -hmm. relieve my desire of it. Right. And so, uh, so she's like, well, I don't know, because, like, you know, some people in her family drink. And, you know, at, at my job, we would have different outings and events right. and stuff like that. And it was just a part of it, you know. So I'm like, okay, you know. So, so yeah, all of 2019, I went without drinking. Like, the Lord literally took that desire away from me. Amen. You know, and, and during that time, you know, that I'm like, okay, I got to leave my job. So, uh, you know, we were having plenty of conversations about, you know, like, hey, if I'm going to leave, you know what's going to happen. Like there's got to be some sort of financial backing, all these things. And, and, uh, I remember the Lord came to me again and was like, Hey, are you really going to let money stop you from doing what I've called you to do? Mm. And I'm like, gosh, you know, and, and I remember like just getting hit on 270, you know, I'm sorry, on 370. Uh, you know, he hit me with that right. while I'm driving home. I'm like, my gosh, like, no, like I'm going to do that. So I remember walking into the house and telling my wife, like, Hey, the Lord asked me, like, hey, am I going to, you know, not do what I've been called right. to do because of money? And uh, I remember giving, you know, Pastor Jesse a call and was like, hey, I'm going to leave my job and I'm coming regardless, whether I, I can have. Some so money. did you know you were going to the Dream Center? Or no, did, no, no. So no. you just, you're just into ministry. You, you just knew you were supposed to do something just for the kingdom. Just going to serve. 
Well, yeah, because we we didn't have any money. Okay, like right. so obviously when you start a program that's completely free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we just had a small team of volunteers yeah. helping us do this. Right. Like we needed somebody to help just spread the word. Go help us raise funds outside with other organizations because right. our church is just footing majority of these right. expenses so we're like certainly there's grants out there certainly there's opportunities and businesses and trusts that would invest into this i just need somebody to go so with knowing his talents and knowing his skill sets of like man he would just be deadly right like to just get the word out to share the testimonies of what god can do and so that's kind of the the angle i was like seeing this is how you can build god's kingdom is right. just helping us get the word out there to let some other income streams come in that's awesome absolutely so at, at this time you know and, and i'll, I'll I'll speed this thing up a little bit, but uh, uh, at this time, you're you know, good. I'm just asking questions. Yeah, no, no, no. Good. It's great because like, the, like this whole framework right. is all about just trusting God. Yeah, you totally. know, and, and and this is like I said, this is in 2019 right now. You know that all this is going on with, with with me really like stepping out the boat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and not just me. Like my wife has a whole testimony behind it too, because mm. you know she has the greatest poker face ever. Be because you know I'd come home and tell her these things. She's like, okay, baby, I'm with you. And I'm sure I leave, and she's probably just like sobbing, you right, know, exactly. like, "Oh my God, yeah. what are we gonna do?" Shout out to Kim, you know? right? <laughs> you know, and so, uh, so during this time, I'm like, okay, so it, we we had like little to no money in savings, mm -hmm. you know, during this time, and it's like, hey, you know, I just called up, you know, my guy here, and was like, hey, I'm coming regardless, like, like w whatever we're gonna do, like, I'm going to do it anyways, like, because that's what the Lord said, right? And uh, of course, he was like, okay, right on. Let's do this. <laughs> you know, so so that was in like May. Well, you know, at my job, you know, the, the position that I held, you know, like I was successful in that position, but uh, never ever would I have thought that it would have blown up the way it did. And so right. like the fiscal year started in June. Um, and so it was June to May fiscal year. So after I made that commitment and said, okay, you know, Lord, I'm just putting it in your hands. You know, mm -hmm. you're going to show up and you're going to blow up. You're going to do what only you can do. And you're going to make this happen to where I can step out of my job and my family's not going to suffer. Right. You know, so I'm like, all right, dude, hey, this is your thing. And it, it's not sacrilegious me calling God dude, right? No. Because <laughs> that, that's my guy, you know. <laughs> He's a friend that sticks closer than the brother. He's your dude. That's right. He's that's your my, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, my exactly. guy, right? Yes. So, <laughs> um, Listen, if, if Jonah can tell God he was wrong, <laughs> you can call God dude. He's your dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's my so that's my guy, right? So, uh, so, so in June, um, at my job, uh, I mean, it was incredible what happened. So, like, like I, I feel like I was Mister like corporate America. Like, right. like, I knew the ins and outs. You know, like I was on short list and all these things. You know, so I knew how it all worked and, and the compensation plan and all these things. And and what ended up happening from June to December was absolutely incredible. So what happened was that um, in my position, every record that was ever created for like that position, right. I broke them all in, in, in six months time. Oh wow. You know, and, 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 and it seemed like every single month, like my paychecks were getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and like I said, I know the compensation plan and I'm like, Hey, right. like, you know, this is, this is incredible. And I know that I can't do this. Like this has divine intervention all over. Right. It. That's awesome. You know, and, uh, and about four months in, actually it was about three months in. So after the first quarter of that fiscal year, mm -hmm. You know, uh, my boss said, hey, he's like, hey, um, how about, you know, and, and he gave me like an option like to, to continue to work because he already right. knew that I was going to be uh, leaving in January. And he's like, hey, 
he had this plan devised for me and everything. I was like, hey, man, you know, like, we can do this, we can do that, you know, so you can do both, you know, and, and it sounded great. And I remember coming home to my wife and saying, hey, babe, uh, this is an incredible blessing from God that, you know, I'm going to be able to remain here, right. but then also to still build the ministry at the church. Like, this is incredible. And she just shook her head and looked at me and was like, hey, have you prayed about it? And I'm like, well, no, but it's got to be from God. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, no, she's like, you need to make sure like, right, this, is, th- this is from God. And, and I'm like, all right. She's like, you need to tell him to, to tell yeah. you that he needs mm-hmm. to make it super clear to yeah. you if this is what his will That's is. usually when I say the Holy Spirit being played by my wife, <laughs> <laughs> you know. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Greatest expression of the Holy Spirit's voice. So I, so I can remember my prayer. My prayer was like, Lord, I am a rockhead right. sometimes, like like legit stonehead, and I need you to make it clear as day to right. me that this isn't what you want me to do. You know, right. like, 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 I, like I got to know. And so uh, uh, I remember through a series of different uh, events and stuff like that, I landed on John chapter 15, you know, specifically like the first nine verses where it talks about, you know, abide in me and mm-hmm. I abide in you. And so uh, uh, John chapter 15, verse five, you know, where it says, you know, uh, I'm the vine, you're the branches, you know, all those that connect right. to me will, will bear much fruit, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I remember that same spot on 370 where the Lord seemed like he always would speak to me just these crazy bombs and he said, hey, you know, am I the vine or is your corporate job? And I'm like, my goodness. You know, like, again, you know, so I figure after, like, 2019 and and into 2000, yeah, yeah, after 2019, you figure, like, I would have, like, this incredible six-pack from just getting beat up by the Holy (laughs) Spirit this whole time, you know, but I still was a a heavy hitter, <laughs> you know, and so, uh, so I'm like, wow. So I remember going back to my boss and I'm telling him, like, hey man, like I gotta go, and I remember, uh, you know, telling the Holy Spirit, like, I was like, hey, if I could, s- if I could be attached to, like, a million dollars in sales, which had only been done three other times, but it took 12 months to to do, right? If I could be attached to a million dollars in sales, um, that would be the, the a great story just to give you the glory. And through all that time in six months, you know, I had more than a million dollars sold. And, and when people from all around the country, no exaggeration, people from all around the country would call me, oh, my gosh, you mean, what are you doing? You know, this is incredible. You know, you broke all these records. You're going to make all this money. You're going to get all the trophies with all your right. names on it, you know, and, and all those things. And I'm like, man, I'm leaving to do the Lord's work. What? Yeah. Are you for real? You know, and, and then <laughs> crazy you know, man. these people. Mm-hmm that I never knew were believers, you know, people from Atlanta, people from California, people from Florida. They're like, man, you know, I volunteer in my church too, man. You know, praise the Lord. You know, you're going to go do this. Right. And so uh, um, so I was able to give the Lord glory for, for all those things that he gave me. And, and by the end of those six months, you know, we had enough money and savings to where I could go a year and a half or two years without getting any money. Come on. Right. Mm, and we wouldn't good. have to sell our house. We wouldn't mm-hmm. have to sell our cars. You know, our kids wouldn't have to change schools or, or anything like that. We could live life based off of, you know, what we had already lived. Right. You know, sure, we made some cuts. You know, we, we were wise behind it, you know, but but even still, it was like, wow, you know, did all these things and really just like just diving into the That's Lord right. and just, just just being directed by the Lord. And so, you know, in 2020 hits. And here's what's crazy is, you know, um, 
I left, and, and my corporate job, you know. So they, this is in December of 2019. You left. Yeah. Well, okay. January 3rd or whatever. Okay. I think something like that. You know. 2020. Yeah, 2020. Okay. You know, right before everything went right. crazy, right? And so, um, you know, uh, my corporate job never like laid off people before, like mm-hmm. ever. And so, of course, when the pandemic hit and that sort of thing, and you know, uh, you know, I, I would, if I was a betting man, I would say I would bet a significant amount of money that I wouldn't have been laid off because right. of my numbers. Well, the fact that I left, you know, when I did, more than likely that saved somebody else's job. Right. And so this lady who took over for me, you know, she's incredible. You know, she was a single parent, you know, two kids, you know, going to school, like kind of down in this area, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, she was able to take over wow. for me, and, and, and she was able to thrive. And I started to think, you know, of course, a year later, like, man, if I would have stayed, would she have lost her job? Right. You know, so you, you sometimes you think about those things like, okay, you know, if, if my diso- – like, me being disobedient, like, what Could does that ripple else. look like? Yeah. You know, and, and, and mm-hmm. so, you know, so I left my job, and, and I remember about – man, about four months into the year – I remember looking at my wife and saying, man, isn't it weird that I haven't got a paycheck this year? And it was really ironic and crazy because at this time I wasn't working for the Dream Center. Right. I just was, you know, doing like outreaches and, and mission stuff, you know, just to try to raise awareness. But, uh, you know, during a pandemic, uh, trying to raise awareness about, you know, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> about anything was, was just really difficult. Yeah. And so I had did something and, um, yeah, about five months in, I had got a check for like $25. And I'm like, wow, Lord, you're so funny. Because I'm sitting here telling my wife, like, hey, it's so funny that I haven't got a paycheck this year, and I get one for $25. Because <laughs> I told you the only checks that we can give you are the ones that you get. Yeah, exactly. We'll give you a portion of that. Yeah. So that was, what, two bucks? Well, I, yeah. I have no That's idea, good. but it was, it was hilarious. You know, I'm like, okay, Lord, I got you. You know, not to focus on the money, you know, right. and all those things like that. And and uh, and, and it's funny, for yeah. all, of, all of 2022, or all of 2020, I think I made a total of one hundred and twenty-five dollars, and you know, you Amen. had you, you had several dollar or several zeros to that. You know, I was way above that. You know, in in, in the prior right. year, you know. So, uh, and it wasn't until December of twenty twenty, yeah, December of twenty twenty was uh, you know this position as director of the Troy Dream Center, you know, offered to me. And the crazy thing about it is that this position as a Troy Dream Center director. Right. Is a combination of all three positions that I was passed up for at my corporate job. Well, there you go. And it's like, man, Lord, I see what you're doing now. You know, w- when it comes to like all those positions wrapped up into this right. one, which I was highly qualified for all those positions. But, right. you know, the Lord had something else, you know, for me. And that's this. Right. So obviously you started doing fundraising and uh, making sure that you were trying to get grants and different things like that, especially in the addiction realm um you know recovery realm i should say uh there's quite a bit of money out there sure and if you go out and find it so so you started as the director when uh december of well actually january. 2020 okay yeah. so january 2021 yeah. december okay so at that point in time you guys moved it over from the church into a its own yeah beautiful uh obviously its own 501c3 organization mm-hmm. and then right. obviously funds started to make themselves available to us mm-hmm. generosity started to swell we're now we're able to even move the location to a four acre ranch Wow. Like a beautiful, like yeah. thirty-two hundred square foot home that would give us the ability to have twelve beds and 
you know, run about That's 30 awesome. guys a year through this program, all free. And so it's just been really awesome seeing just even the, the positions that right. needed to be filled by people that were as radical as yeah. my wife and I were just going, we're going to step out into nothing just do it. Yeah, exactly. and just believe for God to be the provision for it all. Amen. And to see him make that step, him and his family has just been incredible. And, and what he represents is also just a gigantic team of people right. yeah. who are doing for that sure. as well. I mean, we've got about 30 staff yes. uh, at the Dream Center that make a 24 seven wow. program run. Okay. And, um, you know, most of those staff are just volunteers. Yep, right. you know, they're just giving of their time because they believe yep. in this cause. That's awesome. You know, they've been given that same freedom, and we're not meant to hold that in. Right. right. You know, we always kind of teach, like, we're everything you've been given has mm -hmm. been given to be shared, even your yeah, testimony, exactly. even your freedoms. Like, right. we're not ponds, you know, that just a spring feeds us. We're rivers. Right. So what comes in needs to go out. And so that's kind of what we see this whole team doing. And that's it's, awesome. It's phenomenal now. So much that even, like, the St. Louis news station, KMOV, CBS News, right. did a whole they did a whole piece on the yeah, Troy Dream awesome. Center just because of the – because it's the only – and I hate it that I'm saying this. It's the only men's residential recovery facility – uh, in four counties around us, wow! Um, there's there's six women's homes, which is awesome. We celebrate right. that, absolutely. But there's not one men's only, home yeah. that exists uh, to fix the man. You know, we talked about this briefly a f several episodes ago. But what what is God doing in barrenness? Right, mm. Abraham and his wife, and wow, you know, mm. Samson's mother, and. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, I forgot now. Samuel, Samuel's mother. Yep. Mm -hmm. God, God, God does Hannah. something in barrenness, yeah. and I'm saying that because you, you and your wife stepped out. There was nothing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. that, he's you're right where he wants you. Right then, right. in barrenness. You know wow. that's where he operates best. That's is good. is through barrenness when it doesn't look like it's going to happen. When, when, when you don't have enough money, when you don't have the skill set, whatever it is, that's where God shows up and works. That's good. You know? I and in those stories, of the, sorry, in, in those stories yeah. of the Bible, that that child that was born on there that delivered God's people at that time, yeah. right? He always did that. Even, even Mary, she wasn't barren, but she right. was with no man. Right. Mm -hmm. God just does amazing things yeah. in, in, in those times. Yeah. Wow. I was just going to say, from those starting blocks, right. yeah. when you have a barren starting block, when you got nothing, yeah. like when you have something, only God can really get the glory right. good. on the flip side of those results. Because when people ask, like, man, how did you do it? I didn't do nothing. Right. Right. All right. I did was take a step, and he did all this. Right. And so that's why I always say, like, he's the real pastor of the church. Amen. He's yeah. the real founder of the Troy Dream Center. I'm right. just the guy who... He just doesn't listen do to what that. he says. Exactly. Because when we don't do that, it don't work out. Right. Yeah. So let so let's talk about your men. Yeah. That are coming into the Dream Center. I, I, I truly believe that we haven't seen the worst of the pandemic yet. I agree. I think we're probably about, I would say probably about eight to eighteen months out, and I think we're going to see the. And what I mean by that is we're going to see. We already see suicide rates going up. We yep. already see divorce rates going up. Yes. We've already seen. Uh, um, addiction rates go up yep. so uh, my point in saying all that uh, we haven't seen the worst of what the pandemic did the shutdowns the mass the uh, isolation the yes. solitaire confinement all of that 
all of that is going to cause major effects. And I, I, I've been warning pastors for a long time that this, we haven't seen major ministry yet, but right. we're getting ready to. Yeah. So I think you guys are probably geared for what's on down the road. But what happens now? So do you guys, it's men only, correct? Yes. Okay, so it's men only. Uh, are you specializing in any type of addiction or all addictions? It's all addiction. Okay. It's any form of what we just call a life controlling issue. Okay. Now, most of our guys, it's 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 you know manifesting through some type of substance right. abuse. Yes. Okay. Know. Now, are you seeing? Uh, are, is this meth? Is it heroin? Is it opiates? It's is it, it's all uh, the spectrum. All the I mean, fentanyl has become. Yeah. I mean the the pandemic. Did, have you seen that meme that they've got going on Facebook? They have uh, like little vials of heroin and cocaine and yes. like fentanyl would not like the right. amount of fentanyl yep. would barely fit on the tip of this that stop would, your heart yeah stop your heart like yep. holy cow yep. they were yeah. showing you know heroin would be you know filled this much in this and cocaine and it just yes fentanyl was the tip of yeah it's dangerous you know that's it, crazy it's dangerous you know i mean these guys you know are are, are experimenting with it you know and, and even so much to where they're not cutting it they're just Using, using it, it straight right. out, yeah, exactly. You know? And, and, and yeah. so this opiate, uh, you know, um, uh, epidemic as it is, you know, mm -hmm. it is terrible, you know. And so uh, opiates and and meth usage is is really rampant, and, and that's what we're seeing a bunch of. We we do have a, a you know wide variety, but but those things specifically, you know, those are you know what guys are really really struggling with, right? And, and you know the, the the pandemic, you know, unfortunately with the isolation and all those things, you know, it just helped promote that yeah. the need for our facilities is is great and and, and like you said it's going to be greater right. like th there's not going to be a shortage yeah. of people that need help yeah it's going to get that worse. was kind of the purpose of that article that kmov did on us was because yeah. it, it, what is happening from covid because when you just make everybody go stay in your house by right. yourself, yep. like you said, to use yeah. that word isolation, mm -hmm. I mean, that's the best friend of addiction. Yes, yes it, it is. is. We, we, we were made, human beings, we were made, God made us to do life together. Right. I always say, like, faith was never meant to be lived out alone. Right. I think even just praying by yourself, like, I, I think th these things are just so overrated. They're important. Right. But, man, we were meant to get together and live out together because the strength that's found just in right. the the physical presence of each other right. that even zoom screens really don't really no, do justice yeah. like i think you're right like we're seeing even depression yeah. and, yep. and, and even like support groups and like the church has got to get ready for crisis right. ministry more yes. than they ever has and, and this is kind of what we're focusing on doing because that's what we're seeing yep. is more and more uh just casualties yeah. to this a perfect I mean, example is right now like i'm really excited all of a sudden you know just uh, the, the hearing your guys faith and your excitement about what's going on and what god is doing like that's a faith builder like i wouldn't get that if i wasn't spending time with you guys you know what yeah. i'm saying so like yeah. we, we, this is needed you know Absolutely. just to be able to talk about what's going on in our lives we try to share that often with the the men in our church and as well as the men in the men's ministry as well as that you can't Number one, don't don't try to disciple and do life together on Facebook. Come on, you know, don't try to do it over text. You have to do it face to face. It yep. has to be one on one or 
10 on 10, whatever that looks like. I mean, yeah. but it has to be done in a setting to where you can actually look across the table, look somebody in the eyes and listen to their story and tell your story and get excitement, encouragement, accountability, um, uh, some, even a poke in the chest, Come you on. know, we all sometimes, need that. Yeah, yeah, we all need that sometimes and you can't get that. And I love what you guys are doing with this ministry because you're taking guys who are typically uh, they feel more comfortable being isolated yep. and by themselves because there's so much shame yep. in what they're doing that yeah. they feel like nobody's going to understand my yep. story. Um, mm. Where you know, I always tell guys all the time, you have when you're sh you should share your testimony all as much as possible and your problems you know Amen. five men typically have five major problems mm. sex wives money kids and work yeah. you know and that's how simplistic yep. we are and we should be able to to talk <laughs> seriously we're not yeah. real deep you know it's not <laughs> that's, that's why i'm laughing because i'm like yeah that's exactly right yeah, yeah you, you guys can expound on that when you read the book yeah exactly yeah <laughs> you, we're not real deep you know um in but what encompasses that is pride oh totally um and so when when you get into an addiction, I was an alcoholic. I've done just about every drug. I understand what that, you know, what that ad addiction lifestyle is. Mm -hmm. sure. I'm addicted to everything but exercise. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it's thank one of those. God. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, you're you're lucky. I'm not. I'd be blowing your doors right now. Um, but it's it's those moments that um, you know men need to get together. They need mm -hmm. to talk. They need to to flesh their stuff out. They need to confess their stuff. You know, most times guys don't realize they're confessing just by mm -hmm. talking. Right. Uh, but there's f that's freeing. That's good. It's very freeing when when wow. that happens, and I see that in addictions. Uh, I see men in recovery. You know, I see men just broken marriages, broken yep. fathers. Um, you know, when they get that opportunity to share, and to you can just see like the weight of the world just going off of them. And then yeah. where we lose as a church, and where we lose as uh, disciple makers, is we don't stay on top of them. And so I've got a lot of questions I want to ask you guys. Number yeah. one, um, are you guys doing um, detox as well in the ministry? Are you, are you, or do they have to come in detox? Or are you allowing them to detox? Do you have medical detoxing? <laughs> or the you rules just say <laughs> you are supposed to, but obviously we've got right. guys that are just before they come in, they're throwing everything in their yes. system. Yeah, yeah. But if it, if it's if it's too much for us to handle in that right. moment, and, and alcohol has really become the hardest That's detox a, yeah, for it anybody. Is. Is. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Then we'll send them to a facility okay. to, to get to get you know that out of your system because they're not even able to pay attention half the time. And, right. You know, but s most of the guys are coming in at a level where you're. It's a manageable detox. Right. But the severe ones, then we we get you to like. Yeah. Alcohol, if you cut that cold turkey, a lot of times that's it's deadly. That's deadly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the the. the, the the lasting effects with alcohol, you know, I mean, are, are a lot worse than any other drug, you know, because mm -hmm. you're talking about liver, heart, you know, the thickening of your heart and those things. It's, it, it really does take a toll on guys. And, right. and what's interesting is we had, we've had guys coming in a program that, you know, we're drinking a fifth a day and, you know, three weeks into the program, they're like, Emil, everything hurts. Right. And I'm like, well, you're not masking it with that alcohol anymore. Right. You, you know, like I think even a guy one time had a separated shoulder that he had no idea about because he was masking it with alcohol. Right. Yeah. You know, so, so like the first week of the program is like that, that detox okay. to where, you know, they're able to, if they need like an extra little bit of sleep, uh, we will allow a little bit 
of, of sleep, you know, but but we have our Are you program. pretty regimented throughout absolutely. the day? Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, that's absolutely. that's what I've always heard that you got to keep guys just military to to it to, is. To, to. Well, that's and here's good. the thing is like, you know, before they come into the program, I mean, they're out there doing whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, guys thrive in structure when they don't have structure. You know, mm-hmm. like at some point we all want to be told like, hey, this is how you should act. This is what you right. need to do. And so with our program, that's exactly what happens. You're like, hey, you wake up at 6.30 and then we're doing Proverbs. We read Proverbs every single day, you know, mm. whatever um, chapter coincides with the day of the month, we're reading that Proverbs. Uh, and then we go about our day from there. Then we end the day reading Psalms. That's Led awesome. by a, our program assistant supervisor who was a sergeant in the army and oh, did no seven kidding. tours in the Middle <laughs> yeah. East, so he doesn't play around. Like he, he keeps them on absolutely on that regiment. Pretty that hard. is awesome. Yeah. Okay, so um, there's not a drug or alcohol or addiction that you're. It's typically substance abuse, correct? Yes. Okay, yes. so not like porn addiction or you know. A lot of guys have ser- that. Well, most, I mean, most, most of, of them guys, do yeah, have yeah. it anyway. But so they're not. That's yeah. I don't right. know if we've had a guy come in yet that that's to say, the, hey, I need help. You we'd welcome that. that. Absolutely. Yeah. You'd yeah. be amazed at how many there are out there. That, Absolutely. That, that have that. So, so what's your, like, what would you say your top issue is drug wise? Is it opioids? Is it yeah. heroin? Is it yeah. Crack is it? Well, yeah, cra- they don't uh, do crack anymore. Definitely opiates is, is okay. going to be you know the big one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a- any different um, uh, you know style of opiate, that's really what guys are getting their hands on. And of course, fentanyl is an opiate, right? You know, and uh, you know it, it, it's it's moving out you know into these areas where guys can be more isolated. Right. to do it it's wild to see the trail because he, he's created an extensive application process you know where it's like maybe i don't know how many pages it's like <laughs> three books yeah <laughs> but it just to to basically detail the history of yes. when most of those drugs started in their life and i'm talking as early as 10 yeah root cause of these guys mm-hmm. you know it starts with you know just a joint and then it grows into just so much it just blows me away just doesn't it blow you away right starts. now that we actually have legalized marijuana like people that's such a gateway drug and oh people yeah. don't realize that right. it really is like you know i know there are people who can smoke dope and never think twice about anything else but it didn't for me like i started Phew. smoking dope i went from there to cocaine i went from there to heroin i did pills i did acid you know like wow. and yeah. then drinking and because um, it was never enough, right. you know, and that's that's typically it's like I tell my kids all the time. If you never take a drink, you never have to worry about becoming an alcoholic. Like you never so know good. if that first drink, yeah. you know, something genetically or mentally or physically or spiritually, whatever happens to you. The next thing you know, you're the guy living under the bridge. Why roll that? Dice? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You so, know, so yeah. so we know. Obviously, we know that a lot of these guys come in and the root you know the root cause is is they just don't have they don't have jesus in right. their life but For yes. sure. what is what is like the overriding theme of their life as far what was it parenting was it no. like what is the what is the common theme there yeah we 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 go pretty hard into like curriculum yes. and, and psychology and we yeah. even offer them their own personal counselor and you know just to help get those layers exposed in their life and it often does come down to a father yeah you know or should i say an absence of a father in their life i mean it it often comes down to that it's it's, you know you're you're finding a boy inside of that story that is 
you know, had so much missing from the atmosphere of his life right. that was supposed to be there and feed him to become the man that God made him to be. And so yeah. that's because we just see addictum, addiction as the symptom. Yeah. I mean, the, the, what, what's the root of it? And that's where right. we want to get to it. Because if we can deal with the root, then you're, you're going to have different symptoms in your life. Yeah, every, oh, totally. every human yeah. at their core wants to be loved and validated. Hit. The problem is our parents aren't capable of doing it to the degree that God does. Yeah, and I right. learned this myself yeah. through my father. And I had a good dad, mm. but my dad didn't pour a whole lot of wisdom into me. Mm. My dad was, I'd get corrected, and there was never any wisdom behind it. Yeah. And every every bit of wisdom that I've learned in my life up until God was by mistake. Wow. I you learned know. it through error. Yeah. You, you know what's interesting is, um, you know, recently um, I, I've been really going back over, you know, just just in my life, you know, just regarding, you know, like gospel music and just some things that like my dad has said. And it's like it's amazing how, you know, like my dad's super wise, you know, like I, I believe so. Um, but now I have a different appreciation for Shout it. Shout out to Roland, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably listening. I'm sure. But um, but, but, you know, I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, wow, you know, there was so many things that I could have learned, you know, from my dad. Uh, growing up, and I just wasn't accepting of any of those things. Yeah, you, you know, like I, you know, I, I'm I'm not like uh, I don't know if I'm not a typical you know um, you know person that had like an addiction, uh, you know, because like you know my dad's pastor, you know my, my mom's first lady, uh, you know great family right. and stuff like that. You know, we moved all over the place, you know, and and it was, you know, I, I'm probably one of probably one of the only ones of my friends that parents weren't divorced you yeah. know growing up because you know that's that's a thing and so it just is amazing now how you know i'm looking back on all those things that my parents you know told me or those uh, uh, uh sermons that my dad preached and it's like okay you know like i get it now and i'm 40 mm -hmm. years old it's like man what a knucklehead i am yeah, yeah, you start hitting 35, 40 years old, you start saying the things your parents did. You're like, oh, really? Did I just say well, that? It kind of goes back, though. To, it kind of goes back, though, to su for such a time as this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? It, mm -hmm. When you said earlier that you listened to him and your dad said the same thing, but now it's registered, mm -hmm. it's because it's the way it was supposed to be. It's good, right. man. Wow. It's, it's two things. It's God showing you your dad was right, <laughs> but, it's, but, God, but, but God's not trying to beat us up, so it's more than that, right? right, right so right, what right. he's trying to show you is, is that now was the time. Yeah. Yeah. How many True. times have you read the Bible and you missed a verse and then two years later you read that same scripture and all of a sudden something jumps out at you? Yeah. It's because time. your heart's ready to receive. God's wow. prepared the soil, right? That's good. It's yeah. good. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I did want to say, you know, something about our program that, that I that I always want to share with everybody is the fact that, you know, like like truly at the, the horcrux of my uh, my job is just that me and my team just create a place, right, where, where men can come and, and feel safe to where they can receive that help, hope, and that healing yeah, that the good. Lord can provide. Because, you know, once dudes start opening up, then it's like a floodgate, mm -hmm. you know, once, once you get past that exterior yeah. where, where they're like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm super tough guy, you know, or, or I ran with this gang or I was in this jail. I was half my life. I was in prison, you know, all these things. Yeah. I did these drugs and all that stuff. You know, I tell them all the time, I'm like, Hey man, that, that doesn't impress me. Like, I, I don't care what type of fights you've been in or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to fight me, you know? Cause like, right. you know, I, I don't want anything from you. I just want you right. to get better. You know, I, I want you to meet the fixer, you know, which is Jesus, Amen. you know, and it's not anything that we're going to do. Like mm -hmm. we know that if we can help the man, we can help their families. Right. right. Which will in turn help the community. 
So really, we're just trying to make sure these guys have a safe mm. environment to where they can get real, right? Right. And they can meet Jesus because Jesus is the one that does it. We just we just create this environment. So so through the process, you you bring them in. Um, they're filling out an application. Is that yeah. correct? Are you basically doing like a doctor and going through it with them? Is that how you're you're doing well, they that? They start off with a questionnaire online, and okay. then when they come in for an interview with myself and the program assistant director. Um, you know, they fill out application and, you know, we have mm-hmm. a conversation with them. You know, we want to see what their goals are. You right. know, we want to see if they mm-hmm. will, you know, be honest with us and tell us where these things have started. That that was really what I wanted to get to because it's so hard to to see the honesty in a, an addict. They spent most of their life lying. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. n- I'm good. I, I, this time I'm clean. You know, I, I, you know, I just need 20 bucks to get through this. Yep. day and i just need five bucks to get to lunch you know and yep. they they've spent most of their life doing that like mm-hmm. what what are you looking for what do you see and how do you um and how do you pinpoint you know the guy just sitting there lying to well, you straight <coughs> in the face and, and most of the time when they're coming to recovery i understand yeah. they're they feel like they've hit rock bottom sure sure you know sure. and so most of the time that that kind of fleshes itself out i see that um, but there's some guys maybe just want a few weeks of quiet, peace, sleep. And oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, these guys take some pretty giant steps. You know, I mean, to go online or, or to fill out an application is a huge step. Right. You know, and then to even come to the interview where you're sitting knee to knee with me, or as I like to call it, belly to belly. Right. You, you know, um, yeah. That, that's another giant step. Okay. And then for them just to even come to our intake. That's a giant step as well. Like probably right. the biggest one because now you're you're actually admitting like yes I need help and so okay. now I'm going to show up. Um, mm. You know. So the there's an interview process mm-hmm. and then you you get with your team and say you know I feel so and so is ready. Yeah, we. Then use you that. make a phone call. Like the gap. Okay. Yeah, during that time, I think we use the application process to try and discern is this person arriving at the end of themselves, mm-hmm. right? Like, do they want this, or does somebody else want this for them? Right. Like, are you just doing it? It's to stay been at an home? ultimatum. Yeah, exactly. Right. Either yep. you get help, or you're out of here. Yep. Yeah. And they yep. just have a beautiful right. process to kind of discern that. Like, all right, this person's at the end of themselves. Like, they they want this. Okay. Because I can't want this for you. Right. right. Nobody can want it for somebody else. You right. got to want this for you. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's, that's really the purpose of that application mm-hmm. process. Okay. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing: is like, you know, when guys come into our program. You know, like you were talking about lying. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I tell them when they're there, I said, hey, you know, you can, like, I, I know that you're probably going to lie to me. But if you come back and tell me that you lied to me, I'm not going to be upset because you're right. still trying to get out of your old habits. And, and I remember uh, some of the last guys that are in the program right now, you know, a guy came to me about a month into the program and he had tears in his eyes. He was like, you know, you know, I lied to you. I was supposed to be here at this time, but I was getting high. And, and, and then I showed up at this time and I'm like, hey, it's okay. You're still here. Right. You know, you, you see the, the error in your ways, but you're seeking after God. And so that's all that matters. And so, you know, it's just one of those expected things for guys to, to yeah. lie, um, you know, during this process. You kind of right. can't, get, can't get over it. So you just got to be yeah. Holy Spirit led on all those yeah. decisions. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I would say probably, and I'm not equipped other than through the power of the Holy Spirit to deal with these kind of guys, but I would mm-hmm. say my success rate uh, within the, the context of our church. Um, is maybe, gosh, 10%. Wow. 
5%, you know, 5, 10%. Like it just seems like, you know, because I don't have the ability to, to get them off by themselves or to, you know, sequester them to where I can have full reign on them. It's usually, you know, meet me here, meet me there, you know, don't do that. Okay. The weekend's coming up. I'm, I'm out of town. I can't really, you know, yeah. I don't have that ability. And then the next thing you know, they're kind of gone. It's almost like the, the parable of the sower and the seed, you know, they, they never root anywhere and, you know, they're just picked up and blown, yeah. blown into the world. And, um, mm. how do you determine your, like, what is your success rate? Number one, and how do you stay, um, so you bring them in intake and are they, they are, uh, they have to stay in, in house. Is that yes. correct? And that is for how long? 24, seven, 24, seven, six months. Six okay. Month program. So do they basically, you know, right hand up, I solemnly swear to stay for six months. Is that kind of what happens? You know, like essentially, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, without making them and chaining them to the bed, you, you kind of, it's, it's, yeah, really, you can leave the program. Any you can leave the program. Time. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Completely voluntary program. Okay. With the exception of people that are alternatively sentenced to us. Yes. Okay. Because now we've begun to gain such a reputation that, right. you know, even the court systems are yeah. going, I mean, yeah. they're slamming the gavel mm-hmm. down now sentencing of the house of god which Amen. come on i right. think that's powerful right. Amen. because i think it's so bad like they just want something that's going to help keep recidivism right. rates out it's like the prison recidivism rate right now is 78.6 percent yeah there's n- there's they no just go back yeah, in. they just go back back, back in yeah. because they don't teach them how to live outside the world well they need right. jesus or too. outside the jail yeah, yeah and they need jesus too right. yeah exactly right so you bring them in the intake process, the application, the intake process, and then in the intake, you you basically say, all right, you know, uh, today's day one, and yes. uh, here's your schedule, here's your regimen, here's everything we expect, and how do you keep, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to feed on that, yeah. like, the, so the first 30 days of the program is, is called blackout. Okay. Like, you are you are not allowed any contact, good. any okay. communication, That's with, good. not a phone call, not a text, not a letter. Not anything. You are just confined to the fellowship that's found in the program itself. That's awesome. And uh, that's a hard thing. Like even Nathan, we were talking about the, the, the guy who's now on no, our right. staff. But like his his son's 10th birthday was mm-hmm. during that blackout. And I remember him calling just saying like, mm-hmm. hey, can I please just call my son and tell him happy birthday? And that's a hard See, that rule pull on to my heart. On yeah, to. I was going to say that pull on my heart. But we're like, right no, Good. no, Nathan, that's you awesome. can't call your son. And uh, he's just, you know, and, and he's just looking at us like, you know, how mean. But we're like, we're doing this, man, so you can be here for his 11th That's birthday. That's birthday. Amen. That's and, good. And uh, we watched him just stay Amen. faithful during that time. And then when he, during, when that blackout was over, I remember watching his wife and his kids come. And they sat out in the backyard. He had a little piece of cheesecake and, and a candle. And he's singing happy birthday to his son, just building his life right. back. And it just, man, it gives me chills even thinking about that moment. But, but that first 30 days is really curriculum heavy. Okay. That's where we're in the classroom. We're teaching you, you know, just the ins and outs of why you're here. Who is Jesus? What is this truth all about? Um, and how can this apply in your life? And then you kind of walk out into what you call work therapy. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, that's where you're just we're able to get you out of the dream center and you guys send teams out and they serve and they just it's all free like right. they just go help clean up the streets you know whether that's just adopting a block and mowing grass and sweeping sidewalks or washing windows just just getting them out to just be an attribute to so society. that's after the 30 days after the 30 days okay yeah, like so so i mean really we have a it's really kind of a two-phased approach in the right. program so like the first four months are like curriculum in this work therapy that we have you, you know so uh you know after that blackout period you know we we do of course more curriculum uh which a few days a week you know we're we're we have a uh, volunteer 33 series is a good one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that is a good series. Yeah. Uh, so we, we do that. We actually have um, uh, a really cool teacher who does that. He actually, uh, he had his own addiction, but his son, he helped walk through addiction uh, through a recovery home. And mm -hmm. so it's a very unique perspective that mm -hmm. he has because it's the father right. that was watching That's his good. son, you know, go through addiction. And so now he's that. here, you know, uh, instructing our guys through that 33 series, you know, uh, with him. And so that just brings a whole nother dynamic to it. Um, you know, we, we also too have uh, um, a few women teachers as well. You know, uh, what we found out, which was really interesting, is that um, you know we went to an event and one of our guys had uh, been locked up and he got right. sentenced to us, and he had no clue how to interact with a lady. Yeah, you know, like he had been in prison for this whole entire time. You know, for I don't know, probably eighteen months before that, and uh, he was just googly eyed. And right. I'm like, man, that that's a problem because. Yeah. Uh, Got to learn to respect women he, and, he, he's and honor them, and he's definitely going to run yeah. into to, to ladies when right. he leaves. So it's like, hey, we need to have some some strong That's ladies within idea. our program to uh, be able to, so he can understand, like, okay, this is how I treat a lady, mm -hmm. you know, th this is how I respect a lady, you know, and so you know, we have some great lady teachers. Um, One know. of them is uh, Daryl Strawberry's wife. Wife, okay, Pastor yeah. Tracy Strawberry. She yeah. don't play around. Yeah, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, she's hardcore. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. That's great because you know with um what we see just in men's ministry in general those who aren't necessarily addicts is you still have that um lack of understanding of what the relationship with jesus is number one um which if, and then if you're married uh most men are really crappy husbands mm. you know they they don't they don't understand how to be a yep. good husband and you know to love their wife as christ loved the church yes. you know they don't understand that concept and so they they don't have any um model of how to treat a woman yes you know to to raise them up to wash them with the water of the word to treat them as a queen as their sister as you know as god's child you sure. know and yeah. uh, they don't have that and and then we talk about those two aspects for first and then uh, fatherhood you know the problem with most um men is that they don't have a relationship with jesus and then they really crappy and then they try to be a good good dad in most cases but they've really messed up the order that god has in store mm. for us yep. love god first and you'll learn to love others the more you love god the more you're going to love your wife you guys are one flesh and then you can become better parents mm, yes and then you can serve in the church you know like so learn good. learn that getting that household in order and most men don't have a good example of what a good household is right and i, I like your i like what you're what you're saying here as how and how you're doing that because you know a lot of the recovery programs now you know like like aa um you know they've gone all spiritual where it started off with jesus right you know back in the day and now they've just kind of gone all spiritual and whoever right. your higher power is blah right. blah blah and, and i'm not i'm not Sure. poo in that because a lot of people do get the, and they they're still in recovery because yeah. of, of AA Amen. but 
they can be free if they have Jesus. Amen. Like there's there's so much more um, by being able to add Jesus into the mix as well. Absolutely. So you guys have a blackout period. Yeah. No phone calls, no cell phones, no computers. That's great. I love yeah. all that. That's good. So, and then after that thirty-day period, they and they've proven themselves, and they're they're meet making their meetings. And I'm assuming that they really don't have a choice about a meeting unless they're deathly no. sick. No. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, we, we go to all right. three different meetings a week. Okay. You know, so I mean, like it, it's part of the schedule. It's what we do. Okay. You know, so, so what do they do if they're not in a meeting or a class? Uh, then we, you know, do some uh, some group study back at the house because each week, you know, one thing that we uh, we didn't talk about is each week they have curriculum. Or I'm sorry, they have their own uh, scripture memory that okay. they have to have, and then also to um, character trait. Okay. So really, that that's how they progress in the program. God's character trait or their character trait? No, no, it, it is a, a character trait that has a, a scriptural backing okay. to it. Okay, all you right. Know, so, um, you know, but we have, like I said, th- this is this is some stuff that we got from uh, kind of the, the mothership, the LA Dream Center. Right. You know, as we, even though we are sovereign, you know, we, we're able to kind of make it fit. Right, exactly. What we're doing no here, use so. in reinventing the wheel. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, what we used to call it on my uh, in my corporate America was uh, stealing shamelessly. Yeah, you know, exactly. I will exactly. absolutely steal shamelessly on in, on anything yeah. possible. You know, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, yeah. but I have a lot of resources. Best thing to do is take a product, and make it better. You yeah, know, absolutely. So, <laughs> so, so each week, you know, they have uh, one to two uh, scripture memories that they have right. to do, then plus a character trait, and then every day they're going to have like uh, designated Bible readings to do. Um, and, and so th- there's a lot of homework, I guess you could say, that they're okay. going to do. So if we're not at a meeting, then they're doing homework. So like okay. I said, their day is from 6.30 to 9.30, and we got that thing jam-packed, you know, with uh, with a little bit of free time in there, which we do have a gym uh, at our facility. So, you know, but we don't have any cardio equipment. We just have weight equipment. So okay. uh, they're not going to get, you know. And you got to test loss. out of that too. Like <laughs> yeah, right. they test out every single week. Okay, like yeah. they've you know, memorized that verse, memorize your character traits, and having your homework done, your journal entries, all that stuff. I mean, yes. it's, it's extensive work. Absolutely, I've, I've got a I've got a motto that if I pick up something that makes me grunt. I put it down. <laughs> so my, my weight loss is diet only. Right now. The real gym is yeah, in the kitchen. That's exactly yeah. right. That's good. Right. I like yeah. that. So I don't like think that. that I'm at the gym pumping weights because I'm not. <laughs> Maybe I need to do more of that versus the weight stuff. Right. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I did good today. I, I, I started, Yeah. usually I have uh, my Sunday night last supper. You know, I call it the last supper. <laughs> right. Monday morning, I'm starting. So I did good today. Awesome. I just pray I don't get, get uh, hungry on the way home and stop at McDonald's <laughs> on the way out. Yeah, for Goz and I last week, I pulled up and uh, got me a quarter pound of cheese, 10-piece chicken nugget, large fry, please. and oh. a Coke. And wow. for Goz are right behind me, and he's ordering pretty much the same thing. So. <laughs> Forgot the apple pie. In we didn't too, do. Right? Yeah, I missed the apple only pie. Only a dollar. How yeah. many? Yeah. For one, right? How many? How many? How many uh, pieces are the fruit of the spirit? Love, joy, there, peace. There's nine. nine. Okay, uh-huh. you only know eight. <laughs> yeah, no self control. You have no self control when it comes to food. You got eight on the food. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good shirt. I got eight now. Yeah, I got eight. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's funny. Yeah. Well, that's uh. So, thirty days, mm-hmm. and yeah. so. Is there is there a process to the end of the six months, or is it just basically the regimen of the things that you just talked about? Sure, yeah. So for like I said, the first four months are really intense, and so okay. you know there, there there's really two main pieces that I want to make sure that everybody has when they leave our program. Mm-hmm. Okay, first and foremost, they need a church home. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so you know we have several other churches like in our county and surrounding counties where guys can attach themselves to once they leave because it's it's not just a Lincoln County ministry, okay. right? Like it, it is a Missouri uh, ministry, and so you know we have guys that come from all over the place to our program, and so you know yeah. I just want to make sure that you know we have churches in these other areas because we know as soon as they leave our facilities they mm-hmm. need to be attached to another yes. body. Um, you know, outside of, you know, what we do at the Dream Center. And so, like, that's first and foremost what I want to make sure they have. So, so real quick, before you get into the second, how do we become one of those churches? Uh, I mean, we are now, right? All right. Okay. <laughs> that's all I needed to know. We ignite. Yeah. Ignite. Absolutely. You know, I mean, so, so really, like, w- w- with the way that works is, uh, you know, myself and my wife, you know, we, we, we have, um, we're not allowed, or I'm not allowed, the Holy Spirit told me that mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to, uh, turn down an opportunity to come and speak at a church or just be at a church, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, those little old ladies that were like, you're going to be this, um, you know, I, I felt, you know, well, I feel compelled now to, to speak wherever I can, right. you know, on, on whatever platform, you know, I can. Because uh, I remember the Lord talking to me at the beginning of 2020, uh, and, you know, I said, hey, man, you know, I really feel like, you know, I'm supposed to be able to, um, you know, be in front of people and encourage people and doing all those things, you know, in, in like a boardroom setting. Cause that's what right. I was used to. Cause I like, I really enjoy those things, you know, and then there was an opportunity for me to come up and, and speak at a church. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. And the Lord was like, well, how are you going to pick and choose where I tell you to speak? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, gosh. And so from that point on, whenever somebody's like, Hey, you should go here, you should, you know, do this or, uh, Hey, would you come to our church and do X, Y, Z? The thing is, absolutely, that, that's what that's I have awesome. to do, you know. So so we can set something up. You know, me and the fam will come down, and, you know, we'll we'll do something, and, and, and it'll be great. Um, and, and so awesome. any, in, in any other place, you know. Wait till the Holy Spirit starts talking to you like you talk to him. Because <laughs> I, I, I talk to God just like you do, and I'll, I'll be doing something, and my wife will say something, and I'll say the wrong thing. And the Holy Spirit will go, really, dude? <laughs> like, you you, you got to say that. Really, dude. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Yeah. I think I've been there a little bit, yeah. you know, so, like, I, I'll get those checks in my spirit, like, okay, my bad, okay. bro, you know, so. <laughs> All right, so I cut you off at number two, okay. so what's number two? So, the second one is uh, I want them to have a job, Okay. you know, because, uh, you know, a church home is great, but these guys right. have to be able to uh, sustain themselves, and so, you know, through uh, a few different counties as well, we have businesses that have partnered with us that say, hey, hey man, you know, we're awesome. going to overlook these guys as past, yep. um, and we're going to give them a second chance, and so, you know, guys that come through wow. our program after the first four months, it's like, I know where they've been. I know what they've ate. I know where they slept. You know, I, I can tell you all these things, all the community service stuff that we've done prior to the last two months of them getting right. a job. And so these businesses, uh, I mean, we, we, it's been very Incredible. successful for these businesses, you know, to help get wor- workforce back. And then these guys are so thankful to have a job. You know, right. we have some corporations, some some giant corporations, you know, yes. Christian corporations in St. Charles County that have partnered with us, you know, that see guys come in and guys progress up through their company, you mm-hmm. know, and, and we, we talk to these guys that have gone to these companies and, and like after they get out the program and it's like they would tell us like, man, I never thought I could work for a corporation, mm. you know, because most of the times that the guys with their jobs, you know, their jobs where they can maybe progress up the ladder one rung. But, you know, with a corporation, you can progress you know, pretty right. far up as long as, you know, you have the uh, uh, the gumption to do that, you know. And so with these different companies that we have, I mean, these guys are getting 
good uh, hourly rates. You know, uh, the companies love them. And so mm, now they have amazing. a church home and now they have a, a job as well. And so and they start working there the last two months of the program. Yes. Okay. So we call that the discovery phase okay. where you're able to start getting some weekend passes and we're able to kind of get them reacclimated back into life. But right. with a job. Yes. And so then they even those corporations like we so partner with them and we say like, hey, would you just give these guys a shot? Right. For, it's for almost like a work days. release. Well, yeah, and yeah. then yeah. and then they basically go, well, we'll just pay you what we would pay a temp agency. Yes. So then you know they're able to go and work for them, and it's a nonprofit, right? Yep. And they get tax write off. And there it's yeah, yeah, so it's a really great benefit to Absolutely. all parties involved, but most of all to these incredible guys. Amen, yeah. These guys have just become my heroes. There's a guy named Emmanuel who's in our program, uh, homeless, living in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, living in his car. And, um, you know, wife, obviously, and kids kicked him out, and he just, you know, unraveled up in addiction. Came to our program, just, you know, thrived through it and all the structure. Got a job at a place in St. Charles County uh, and ended up just thriving there today. Like, he's on our team at the Dream Center, but he's actually working. Like, he got promoted into the science in the the lab part of that corporation. Now really he's cool. like him and his wife are starting a business in the community. Like yep. it's just the success that these guys are experiencing holistically. Right. But it first manifested spiritually in yeah. their lives. Amen. Like it's just so beautiful. That's awesome. Like it's amazing. So yeah, that discovery phase of the Dream Center program is just so key because it really gives them that 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 element of just job and and then again, where are you going to be at church? Where right. are you going? Where'd you come from? What community you live in? Here we'll connect you to a okay. church and. Because community is everything. Like oh, we totally. said, we're not meant yeah. to live it out alone. Yeah, exactly. So we don't want this victory to just be set in an atmosphere where it can't right. be celebrated and accounted for and you know held accountable. We all need accountability as right. men in all areas of life. So church is absolutely key to that. That's great. And, 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 and with that, that phase of the program, you know, like, like how many times do, you know, of course, none of us in here have bad days at work, you know, uh-huh. right? So, uh, so, uh, so, so these guys can oh, actually can, can go to work and if they have a bad day, they're coming back to a safe environment right. to where they can process the talk it. about it, you, yeah, you know, and, 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 and it really becomes like that transition, you know, to where right. it's like, Hey, you got two feet in our program for four months and then you can take a foot out and have that interaction with, you know, people that aren't in a, a recovery That's home, great. you know, so you can start that transition back because here's the thing. Uh, the vast majority of our guys, when they come into our program, uh, are not working 40 hours a week. Right. Right. You know, uh, yeah. probably be lucky to work, you know, like 10 or 15, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they're out there hustling probably right. 40 hours yeah, a week, exactly. you know, but, uh, but they're not working. So it's like, Hey, that's taxing on somebody's body. So, so one, the guys come in malnutrition because sometimes they don't have three meals a day. Uh, most right. of the time they don't have three meals a day. So they end up gaining a ton of weight because we're giving them three meals a day. And so then you go from gaining a bunch of weight to working 40 hours a week. I mean, it, it takes a, a toll yeah, on totally. your body. And so for those two months, for those two months that those oh, guys wow. are, you know, transitioning, you know, it, it, it's That's like it's crazy. It, it allows them to see that Bob. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it allows them to really get back and to say, OK, this is what it's going to look like once I get out of here. Right. You know, I know that I'm going to have to continue to still go to my meetings. I know that I'm going to have to continue to eat and, and all these things. And, and it really is a transition, you know, for these guys um, in that phase. And so that's why we saw it was so valuable, because it's like we want to we want to create this to where when the guys leave our program, they know as much to expect mm, right. before they get out versus just like, hey, you're done. Thanks. 
you know, you graduated, right. good luck. No, we want to try to do as much as we can to make them feel That's that awesome. weight before they leave. Yeah, our RAs, our resident advisors, are just absolutely key to this program. Now, are these absolutely. guys that are going through the program, have gone through the program, graduated some have. from the program? Some okay, have. So some are just guys them. that are okay. in recovery in the community, have a foundation in Christ, that just want to serve. Right. And so that's just one of the greatest ways yeah. people serve in the Dream okay. Center. And we, we vet those 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 volunteer positions pretty hard. Right. But, uh, you know, those guys are there because it's 24-7, so we right. have a slot. We have a bed opened up just for our guys yep. that come through and they help them break that down and you know like i said those bad days at work those yeah. those bad calls that you have with a family because it's mm -hmm. not like all this is just going to be put together easy. Right, exactly so, you know you when you destroy a puzzle it's going to take a while to put it back together but mm -hmm. uh, they're able to help them so that that layer of our volunteer force is just so key for this in, in that two-month process do you have these guys training some of the guys that are coming in the four-month process or do you so do you use any discipleship model within yeah. inside the house yep yep so okay. so what's really cool is um uh just now since we're about a year and a half since i've been in this position yeah. uh, i mean we've gone through some incredible changes with our within our program you learn you what know. not to do uh that is true <laughs> yeah <okay. laughs> that, is, that is so true uh -huh. but, but but just from where we started where we could actually operate to have you know, four guys come into our program twice a year. And mm -hmm. so we would have the program for four months and then we would take like a three month break and then have another program for four months. Sure. And so we, we could we could help eight guys a year, which is, you know, incredible because that's eight guys that we're helping, you know, versus no guys that we're helping. Right. Well, you know, um, at the beginning of last year in 2021, you know, there was, you know, a, a home that was purchased and donated, you know, for us to where we could move out of where we were and we were able to then triple in capacity. Wow. So not only triple in capacity, but we could extend the length of our program to six months. So wow. we've just recently graduated our, our first six month graduate. And then also two here at the end of this month, we're gonna be graduating another three of our six months graduates. Amen. And so the way that we have built this now is like you said, it's, it's kind of a big brother, like a discipleship type Hey, each one teach one type right. deal. So since yeah. we're able to bring guys in every eight weeks, right. once these guys level up into that next phase of the program, when those guys come in, it's really a surreal moment for them yeah. because it's like, man, you literally were that guy eight yeah. weeks ago. Like you literally were detoxing cool. off of uh, 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 off of meth or alcohol, right. and it's like Come you better on. have patience hey with man, that guy. That's awesome. you, you know, like like that guy is you. Like right. you're looking at that guy in the face, and you're like you're trying to have a conversation with him, and he's falling asleep. Dude, that was you. Right. That was you. <laughs> that, that was yeah. you. And so so it's like okay, so you get to help that person, and then once you level up again, so good. So now you have that almost like good. two two steps of people right. that are underneath you. So you have the guys who you helped out after your first two months, and then. Uh, another group of guys come in, you know, the two months after you. So you're a big brother and right. then your little brother's a big brother. And you're like the grandfather to the guy who just came in. Came in yeah. And you did, now you're becoming a legend. And so right. it, it, the, the program is starting to build on top of itself. And it's really incredible. We just Good. had guys come in last week. And the guys that are in the program right now, they were so excited to see him. I'm like, man, you've never met these guys before in your life. You just know that they're right. they're they're they're, they're they're going to be former addicts, right? Because right. when they come in, they're addicts, but they're going. They we, the Lord relieves them of that. 
so good. And they were so excited to see these guys. It was almost like Christmas for them. That's you know, they great. were all at work and they're like, man, are they there? You know, how many are there? You know, <laughs> like they were texting me throughout the day, you know, because like once they get to discover, once they get to this phase of the program, they can have their cell phones right. because they're out at work, you know, so they're, they're trying to step back right. in. And they're like, hey, did they show up? Are they all there? And I'm like, man, like, calm down. You know, I feel like I'm talking to my daughters. I'm like, hey, like, they'll be there. You know, don't worry. And so they get home and they're like, hey, man, what's up? And it's like, like these guys are cousins from like forever ago. And so it's so cool to see, powerful. you know, these that guys so excited. happening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and awesome. leadership is lateral. Yeah. Abs- oh, know? totally. As yeah. well. Totally. So it, it, it's really cool to see how the program is, like I said, almost like mm-hmm. kneading, you know, itself, like a, right. like kneading like dough. You know, like if you've got a kitchen egg, yeah, exactly. it's got a little hook in there and it's yeah. like always doing this thing. Um, you know, that's what the program is doing. And it's really excited to see because the more and more mm-hmm. that our guys invest in the other guys of the program, then you don't have to have me wearing this blue right. shirt or my or my staff, you know, trying to say, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that, because then they start to all it, – it's really like a good peer right. pressure, right? Y- you know, that, hey, man, like, no, you can't do that, but you can do this, you know. And they and start so taking ownership. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. That is exactly yeah, we, it. At our church, we, we only call – we call uh, our people who join the church, we call them owners. Mm. We want them to be responsible. Ownership, you know, has responsibility. Membership has rights, you that's know, good. so we mm. we want them to have ownership. So that's what it sounds like you're trying to get these guys to get ownership yes, in absolutely. what has happened since the day that they walked in there to the day that, you know, these other guys are walking in there. Now, with um, uh, the question I had was, um, so new guys come. Let's say today I, I call you and I say, man, I'm I need help. And do you have a like a, a season, a semester that you bring these guys in so that you're not just having one right after another? Do you like group them up and bring them in together as a yeah. group? Is that what you typically do? Yep. So every eight weeks we have a class that, okay. that, that intakes. And so that class can range anywhere from four to six guys coming in uh, at a time. And then as we continue to go through our program with the different levels up and the different graduations, uh, we'll be able to add more guys in. So, so if I came in on seventh week, I'd have to, uh, you know, the week after you started a, a group, I would have to wait seven weeks in order right. to get on the program. Yeah. So, what are you doing anything for those guys during that seven weeks? Are you just trying to say, you know, hang in there? Yeah. Like so, w- what's so, like so so what we do is like th- there's other faith based uh, facilities, yes. okay. you know, that, that that we have good relationships with you know okay, um, that's good you, you know like some down here in high ridge or st louis st. city louis you know, center um uh and adult team challenge here in yeah, high yes. ridge and, and what's crazy is is those facilities both of them right. are 50 miles away from us so like we make like this really cool triangle <laughs> where it's like you got lincoln county st louis city then you got high ridge and so it's like those three facilities we always push guys to okay because it's like hey man like like if you're in need you need to go get Jesus, right? You, you know, and, and so it's like, hey, these are places where you can go get Jesus at. Uh, now, and now, if somebody you know can't go to one of those other facilities, then you know we say, hey, all right, here's mm-hmm. our next intake, and, and, and you can come uh, during this time, right. you know. And, and so we we follow up with them as much as we can until yeah. okay. until then. All right, hey, I got more questions for you, but I want to stop for just a moment. Yeah. Um, I've got a buddy of mine, uh, a guy by the name of Brian Thomas. Uh, this is my uh, director at the school I go to, and uh, he's been going through some crazy stuff lately, and he's got a a little three- or four-year-old daughter. Her name's Elena, 
Uh, she has Down syndrome, beautiful, beautiful baby, and we're actually going to put it on our website here. But um, they are going financially; they're going through some major problems, and we're asking our our followers tonight just to uh, hop on their GoFundMe and support yeah. them. Uh, she she had cancer. She got cancer uh, about six months ago now, and um, leukemia, uh, Down syndrome on top of that. She's just a beautiful baby girl, and uh, I, I love Brian to death. Brian and I started talking about two or three years ago, and I ended up st going to, to school where he uh, is the administrator for and the director wow. for, and it's a really great college out of Tennessee that I've been excited about, but uh, I've just been praying for him for months. Yeah. Uh, he was really sick about a year ago. Like he was in the hospital, deathly sick. And then now she's sick and the family's just been going through so many trials and tribulations. So Brian Thomas is their name and her name is Elena. And the uh, GoFundMe is posted on our comment section and we will post it on our page later on tonight. Uh, so everybody can give to that. So uh, awesome. let's let's our followers show up and show off uh, like God typically does and help this family out. Uh, they're a great family and man up God's way supports it. So Amen. just want to stop there real quick and throw that out there. That's but um, Miss yeah. um, Elena, she's a beautiful little girl. Mm -hmm. uh, um, let's see if I can pull up a picture real quick. Uh, crazy. See if it shows up here. And oh, look at that! Wow. Look how pretty she is. Oh and look, man, that's awesome. She's adorable. So, um, <laughs> if you guys can uh, please support that, and it is on our website uh, or on our Facebook page as well as uh, YouTube comment sections. Amen. So, all right, God bless. There we go. Amen. All right, it's yeah. probably. Probably not a good idea to bring up a text that says I'm the pusher man when we got the guys from the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> we got a place. Seriously. We know a place that helps. That's funny. Well, um, all right. So um, guys find you internet. Yes. Uh, the probably the best way to to find you, and that is uh, uh, the Troy Dream Center. Yes. Is it dot org? Dot com. Dot com. Yep. Okay. Yes. So Troy, dot com. TroyDreamCenter.com. TroyDreamCenter.com. Yes. And uh, it's in Troy, Missouri, obviously. Yes. yes. Uh, you currently have 12 beds. 12 beds facility. So 12 yeah. bed facility. And what's the vision from here? Obviously, it's just to increase capacity. Okay. Um, and so, obviously, you know, we're looking for, you know, once once we, I believe, find ourselves faithful, in this phase because like we're doing right now every eight weeks of right. intake obviously the heart is to be able to do that every week and and develop a staff and and get to a place where we're able to have more intake and more capacity right. so you know we were talking about a hotel like where's yeah. there's a hotel yeah. in troy that i kind of stretch my hands out toward every day that's three floors and and 80 80 rooms and it's like man lord it would be great to be able to see yeah. that belong to a recovery home like right. the dream center um, but as, as God is just faithful in this season and he's investing and, and blessing us to build our team up, um, you know, that's the goal is just capacity. Mm -hmm. And obviously we're looking also to open up a women's arm once, once we finish this, uh, you know, for it, cause just the dream center model has just been so attractive to even just, like I said, people coming out of prison right. and jail, 
Uh, now, is it typically men? Is that what it is in L.A. as well? Is uh, it, is they're, it they're both. Yeah, okay. it's a both equal facility. Okay. Yeah, they bought the Queen of Angels Hospital in Los Angeles. So, I mean, it's yeah. just a... Wow. Hey, just real quick, guys. There's a couple of comments here. Number one, yeah. Brian Thomas commented and said, "Thank you, Jody and Man Up. Amen. Amen. Awesome. God bless this ministry and thank you for the support for our baby girl and family." Mm. And then a gentleman by the name of Brad Geeting, yeah, we know said, Brad. "Pastor Jesse has saved my life and my marriage. Journey Church is simply amazing." Yeah. Oh, you're a Journey mm-hmm. Church. Yeah, journey. Yeah, we're not so, related to the journey in St. Louis. No, no, no. Yeah. I know the. Yeah. It used to be the uh, dealership. Wasn't there one? Did you open that? Is that the one? Was we were open? by a dealership. Okay, there, by yeah. a dealership. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you're traveling down the main. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had our billboard saw, right there. Gosh, I bet it's been. I bet it's been five or six years. Yeah. Since I drove past that. Yeah. Okay. That's All us right. right over there All in Troy. Right, cool. Absolutely. I know exactly where that is. Yeah. Shout out to Brad Geeting. I'm I telling you. 67. Yeah, exactly. 67. Yeah. I so used that was years ahead. ago. We've only we've we've only got 18 minutes left and I I try yeah. to uh, let you, you guys close the show. I just want to read some scripture to yeah. you. It's near and dear to my heart cuz it spoke to me while you guys mm. were doing this. And again, he entered Capernaum after some days and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. And they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let the bed on which the paralytic was lying, let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. They. You Amen. guys are their they, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what you guys are doing. And I, I wanted to say that back when you guys were talking about discipleship. We need a they in our life. That's so we good. need Amen. somebody that knows to take us to the feet of Jesus when we're struggling. When <laughs> you're going to cry. When you're, <laughs> when, you, when, when you're in trouble. Amen. When you need prayer, and normally when I'm talking, I talk about that scripture a lot. I'm normally trying to tell men, you need a they in your life. You need to go to church, yeah, and you need people. But, man, it's so inspiring to see the work mm. that Amen. is going on. And then one last thing, my wife and I lead the outreach for our church, yeah. for Jody's church. I don't know that you guys do it, but I would love to get a group of men together and come up and volunteer somehow. Oh, come on, on out. A Saturday. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's let, let's let's connect afterwards, and Absolutely. then let's let's. I I bet I can get 10, 20 guys to come up, and we can do whatever you need us to do. Yep. Got Amen. it. Man, it'd be an honor. Awesome. Amen. We love that. God bless Amen. you guys. Yeah. I love this. That's good. <laughs> you know something that uh that our guys need uh, more of is just more godly men. Yeah. That's it. To them. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's, sometimes it's just as simple as showing up, you know, yeah. and just letting mm-hmm. guys know that you're there to support them. You know, you know, because mm-hmm. once guys decide to open up, right, it, sure. it's, it's that floodgate, right, and they're just looking, they're hungry to see more men that have gone down a similar path, yeah. or even if it's not a similar path, but have found freedom through the Lord, and they're just looking for that strength, mm-hmm. yeah. you yeah. know. So even just coming up and just hanging out and barbecuing, you know, sharing some. 
sushi, I guess. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Jody, barbecue too. Jody, Jody and I have failed enough in our lives that we could even come up and talk to him. Just sharing your do story. Like a, yeah, do like it. a mini man up thing. Mm. Yeah. You know? I mean, so good. It, it, yeah. it, it, it totally. definitely is. And, and, you know, here's the thing is um, showing up in men's life, you mm-hmm. know, as you guys know, you know, just right. being able to be there for them so that there is a resource. You know, uh, more guys need to be available to be a resource for more guys Amen. because, like, we can find strength in other men have who have walked down that road or right. just a road of sin, period. Now, we like you said, those five things, those are all sin, yeah. you know, uh, uh, related. And so uh, sin is sin. And yep. so, you know, addiction is sin. So we mm-hmm. can uh, – all of us have fall short, you know, and so Amen. we all have sin. And so you have overcome some sort of sin in your life and helping somebody else overcome – their sin yep. is, is is what we're here to do. That's right. Vulnerability is the key to freedom. And, and, and it's kind of one of those things where that's the essence of a testimony. Yeah. Exactly. Somebody just getting vulnerable going, yeah. this is where I was. Yep. And we, yeah. we don't like to share our scars, but yeah. those scars so, tell a story we, yeah. we just, that a wound needs to hear. We yeah. just talked about this week, last week. Your Saul side of your testimony is the only part of your testimony mm. that you own. Yeah. God owns the That's Paul good. side of your testimony. You yeah. don't get credit for that. Right. Now, yeah. you have to make a choice, right. and there's things that you have to do. But you own the Saul side of your testimony, and mm. that's where the power is. Amen. When he told Ananias, go get Paul, Ananias looked at the Lord of the world and said, do you know who this guy is? I'm not going <laughs> to on. get him. <laughs> you know. And Jesus yep. said he's called, go get him. So when they saw Paul, yeah. And he's preaching a different gospel. He's preaching a different message. Come on. And the Bible doesn't say this, but those men had to have said, this isn't a guy that pulled his, fa- his, his self up by his own bootstraps. This mm. is regeneration. Man, that yeah. is You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's and, good. And so you're right. We're all... We, People don't feel like that they can attain this because we're always just sharing who we are now. And they're so far from God, it doesn't matter. But when they find out that we were burglars and, you know, I was a thief. I didn't I didn't break into your house and I didn't knock it. I thieved from the people that trusted me. Mm -hmm. Right. And now I'm an outreach leader. Come on. Wanting to give it all the way to the degree. My wife said, we can't give it all the way yet. (laughs) We still got kid in the house. This, that, the other. So you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's regeneration from who I used to be. Yep. Amen. So anyway, I'll let you guys close the show. It's so good. That is awesome. awesome. That is good. Well, tell us, um, tell the audience about the church. Yeah. Okay. And then Emil, I'll let you tell uh, and how to get a hold of you or the church or the website yeah, or whatever. Sure. Uh, donations, if you're looking for yep. donations or anything like that, how somebody could possibly help you. Jesse, we'll start with you. And Journey Church, okay. Troy, Missouri. My wife uh, and I are three kids. We got three kids uh, 21, 20. Uh, and six. Uh, you sound like me. I, I've yeah. got 21, 19, and 11 year olds. Yeah, same thing. And my middle child and his wife are having a grandbaby, but uh, we're so or having a baby. It's awesome. my grandbaby. Grand but uh, yeah, we, we pastor a church there in Troy Journey Church. Uh, journeychurch.family is our website. Uh, we just. We love what it is that we get to do in the community. Mm-hmm. We know we're not the only church in the community, so we love just being a complement of work right. alongside the other communities of faith that we get to serve alongside. And one of those gifts is the Dream Center. That Amen. We're so thankful so many other churches have partnered alongside us in, and uh, it's just a blessing to be able to do this. 
share this that's and awesome. be here with you guys another pastor Amen. just great to have another brother in the that's lord awesome. in this way right. but uh yeah and the dream center is just a tremendous ministry right now that's taken off in our community yeah absolutely so uh, uh troy dream center okay. um you can find us on all social media platforms and through our website troydreamcenter.com uh, i always tell people we need three things uh, we need people we need money and we need things. So okay. with with the people, we need people to to be in our program, which we know there's no shortage. We need people to help run our program, right. and then we need people to advocate and pray for our program. Yeah. Amen. You know, like like we have to have that. Yeah. Um, Amen. You know, money. Uh, our program is free. We don't want the guys that are coming into our program to have Amen. to figure out That's awesome. a way to mm. to pay to get in. Mm. So we have great programs like Adopt a Bed for. For for three thousand dollars, you can adopt a guy's bed uh, for them to come into the program. Did you know that it costs about twenty five thousand dollars for the state of Missouri to incarcerate a guy for a year, mm. and for three grand, right, three thousand dollars, you can help a man help a man see Jesus, meet Amen. Jesus. That's right? awesome. You know, I now think is that's that a, is that the cost for the um, uh, six month pro pro, yes. pro three thousand dollars? That's it. Thousand dollars. That's meals, cot. Food, yep. water, yep. electric, yeah. all that. No kidding. Yeah, ab absolutely. So, that so is like, awesome. That's all wrapped up in there, you know. And, and, and um, you know, to, to think about that, we can do it for that. You know, I mean, it. a, a lot of generous donations by people. And, and that kind of goes into that last part. So that people, right. money, and things, which you can find about the adopt bed program, you know, on our website. Um, and, and, and our social media um is ran by my wife, and she does a fantastic job. Shout out again to Kim. That's right. There Shout out awesome. to Kim. You know, yeah. <clears throat> um, but uh, uh, you know, you, you'll see stuff on there, so definitely follow there. But like our website, you know, it has like a, a great blurb, you know, uh, about our adoptive bed and, and how people can be a part of that, and then the things portion, right? right? Uh, you know, with this incredible house, this incredible facilities that we have, we're always going to need things, you know. So, so we have some churches that have partnered with us that do uh, um, uh, food drives, like canned right. food drives. We just had a, a church who um, got us, I mean, psh, like these, this table, probably three of these tables with all cleaning supplies and like wow. toilet paper and all those things. And like, you know, guys are dirty. dirty yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. And so it's like, yeah. hey, we, yes, we need we these are. cleaning yeah. supplies and all these things, you, you know, so, so really it doesn't always have to be financial that people can partner right. with us. You know, sure, we need that because we're going to continue to run our program, but those things are just as important. Like, there, there's a there's a space on the back of uh, uh, of Journey Church where we have, like, our classes and stuff right. where we're turning that into a uh, kind of a thrift shop almost to where because we have guys that come in mm -hmm. right from jail that literally have Yep. Only like a shirt and a pair of pants. So you need clothing and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Okay. So, so oh, generally right. use like there, there's this dear sister who who goes to Walmart and sees all the clearance stuff, and and like uh, we, we were at church and she dropped something off on uh, on my seat and I went to go sat down. I'm like, oh my gosh! I look around and there's like four bags of underwear there. Oh, you know, and, and if great. you think about it, guys that are either homeless or coming out of jail, they need socks, they need and, socks underwear. and underwear. Yeah, you exactly. know, and so so this dear sister is always giving us yeah. these things. And I'm so appreciative of it, you know, because right. we never know the next guy that's going to come in and what their needs are going to be. So we want to be able to provide those things because if, if we can get a guy to an area where he's not worried about his food, he's not worried about his clothes, he's not worried right. about where he's going to lay down, right, then he can open up, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then he can really experience that healing, you know, and, and through our, our teachers and staff and just this, this faith-based community, 
He can really see healing. We, we were told, and I'll say this, and this will be the last thing because I know we got to go. But um, uh, we were told by a judge in our community that he sees the best success when you have a faith-based program mm. faith uh, connected to a faith-based entity. Amen. Right? And he's like, that's why I like you guys' program. And, and we've seen uh, I- incredible um, – uh, uh, I mean, really just success or just partnership that we have, like with the judicial department, you know, in our, our county. And as we're still trying to expand on that, because it's like, hey, don't let a guy go sit right. in a box, like, like bring him Come to on. us. That's great. You know, we, we want awesome. him, you, you know. And, and so even prosecuting attorneys are like, hey, you know, this would be a viable option for this particular offender of some sort. You, you know, so as we still cont- uh, as we. Uh, still try to mm-hmm. get the awareness out of what we're doing, um, you know, platforms like this and, and just the word of mouth, the, the people, money, and things, you know, right. everybody who's listening to this that will listen to this will fall into at least one of those categories, but maybe Amen. three of those categories. And so we just look forward to what that's going to look yeah. like and, and the success of our program, which is going to be the success of, uh, of really discipleship of men. Amen. I'd add to that, just that's get great. involved. With, with with ministries that mm-hmm. reach the forgotten. Yes. Right? I think that's where the blessing of God is found. Like that's good. Big time. I mm-hmm. mean, when that's Jesus, good. you know, when, when he's talking about that day in judgment in Matthew 24, right? And he's saying, you know, I was naked mm-hmm. and you clothed me. Right. I was in prison and they're like, Lord, when? Where were you? Like, you know, obviously the he's talking about these, the forgotten, yeah. the right. least of these. You know what, Matt? These people <laughs> yeah. matter so much to Jesus that he equates his own identity to them and actually makes that mm-hmm. instrumental in our judgment that we're all going to face. He, so I feel like it's yeah, key. He not That's just good. does that, but he links it to salvation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, 100%. not 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 works-based salvation, no. proof yes. that you're saved, right? Yes. That, that's, that's a... It's a byproduct of salvation. He's speaking volumes there. Mm -hmm. He's linking it to salvation. Those Mm -hmm. other people knew him. Yes. We we prophesied in your name. Not good enough. Yeah. Right. You were you. If if you had the Holy Spirit and you were one of my children, you would be doing these things. Right. Mm. It's proof. Yes. Amen. Yeah. I think one of the strongest places I've ever felt the presence of God, and you guys have probably been there, is prison. Yeah. You know, when do prison ministry mm. and it's just like, man, there's just that's where it's where Jesus is. So we have a we have a, what we call the outpost in Haiti. We actually have a men's ministry that we've mm. we've begun over there and uh we actually have the director come in here to uh, May 1st and uh get spend some time with him, but um I took Ben over there. I've been a, a few times, but I took Ben over there. And, you know, every time you go, you think, man, I'm taking God with me. And I'm like, mm. man, we're going to show them God. Blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> you get there and God's already working, you yeah, know, and it's kind of like so the same good. thing in the prison ministry. It's like he's already there working. Yeah. He just needs you to get in because most likely uh, it's going to change you more than it is. God. And God, you know God. what I'm saying? Like it, it change. It makes you think twice about what am I, am I really doing ministry? Am I just getting up on Sunday mornings and preaching, and or am, mm. am I doing actual ministry? Yeah, mm. there's a big difference. When so, Emil, when Emil said earlier that you know sometimes these guys just need godly men to come up there, what the Holy Spirit said to me is is that yeah, and when you guys go up there, you're going to learn just as much as they're going to learn from you. Yeah. It, yeah. it's the way it happens sure. every time. Mm-hmm. It's so it, good. It's a remi- awesome. it's a reminder how fragile life is. Yeah, that's good. You know? Just remembering that need. That's our yeah. heart. Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, men, I tell you what, 
I have been blessed tonight. Oh, Bless my socks. Awesome. This is awesome. I'm, I'll be praying for you guys extra hard. Um, I love the ministry. It has. It's just. It, I don't. For some reason, it grabs my heart every time. I always tell tell people I'd rather have a church full of heroin addicts than a bunch of church jumpers. Yeah. <laughs> like there's so much more on fire. You know, they're the, the they're fire. They're on fire, man. They know who Jesus is because they know what Jesus took them out of, and they are ready to share it with the world. Yeah. I wish the rest of the church was like that. So good. It's That's amazing. So good, well, awesome. brothers, thank you guys so hey, much, and uh, we're thank gonna you. we're gonna do some ministry together. Does that sound good? Yeah, Amen. absolutely. Amen. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we will be back next Monday night. Be sure to download this podcast tomorrow on any podcast platform. God bless. You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.